So, um, last night I started Power Rangers, the the new oh, movie, yeah. the 2017 movie. Uh, I'd been wanting to to see it, just couldn't get to the theaters to go see it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> I I bought it when it was on sale on iTunes, and just now had the opportunity to watch. I watched the the first like. 50 minutes of it last night before bed, mm-hmm. and I finished it this morning, and um, for the most part, I liked it, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I was hoping you'd be some... more excited. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, there, well, I mean, it, it's actually better than I thought it was going to be. That's cool. Um, uh, I'll be honest with you, Stephen. I started off <laughs> the day with uh, two fireball shots. Oh, uh, this morning? This morning, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. That's good times. Uh, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to the drink portion of this this podcast because uh, I'm going hard, fam. I'm going hard. <laughs> was that leveling you out from last night? Was it? Was no, it like you, you know, a shot of the hair of the dog kind of thing? <laughs> By the time you sent me that last text, I had sobered yeah. up and everything. Oh, like okay. I, I wasn't like going all out. Okay. Um, because I, I wanted to be able to record this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, now because I've taken those two shots, that's now out the window. But of course, I did. I didn't wake up with a headache really. Oh, so okay. That's, well, yeah. That's the, that's the most I could ask for. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's good. Um, so um, yeah, for for Power Rangers, I thought the uh, the story for the most part was good. Mm-hmm. The dialogue was very clunky. I think it could have mm. used a, a rewrite or two. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, guys, guys, <laughs> guys. Uh, That's quality cool writing. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Uh, they did that some in, in uh, Stranger Things Season 2 as well, uh-huh. uh, where people are arguing in the background, and Dustin was like, guys, guys, just trying to get people's attention. It's just a, a trope that people use now. Sure. Um, and then um, Bill Hader voiced Alpha oh. 5. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Which, which I thought was a good fit, uh-huh. but the, the dialogue they gave him was um, kind of... It, it was clunky as well, but mm. they didn't use it very well either. Oh, that sucks. Um, and uh, But Brian Cranston? Oh, yeah. Uh, in, what a in anything? casting. That whole cast is so cool. Yeah. What, he he did, like, some monster voices back from the, like, mm. 1995 TV show, mm-hmm. uh, oh, which okay. is insane. But, I heard uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he, uh, I guess, like, for promoting the movie, I think he went on Conan or Jimmy Kimmel, and he was dressed as the Red Ranger. <laughs> and, That's uh, awesome. in this mythology, he actually was the Red Ranger, like, oh, okay. leading up to, um, uh, it was, like, back in the, um, the dinosaur times. Oh, I can't, sure. because of those fireball shots, I cannot remember <laughs> the, uh, what, what period it was. It might have been Cretaceous period, awesome. but, uh, it was back in the day, but, um, I, for the most part, I really liked it. I hope they make a second one because uh-huh. they've laid all of the the tracks. Yeah, and uh, I, I very much like a, a sequel because they've already got the origin story out of the way. Sure, they can now move on. Um, I thought the costumes actually looked better, like mm. as they were moving instead mm-hmm. of just you know in the poster. Yeah, the Zords looked uh, better in movement as well. Cool. Um, so this is a Power Ranger talk. Uh. <laughs> no, I like it because I was really curious, and I, I didn't realize this movie was out to, to rent or anything. So um, oh yes, yeah, you yeah. you can rent it. Um, I don't know if you can uh, stream it anywhere. Yeah, but, probably probably um, not yet. But you know what, Stephen, I'm going to look it up on the Just Watch app. What? That, uh, Excellent. <laughs> um, uh, this, the, the, the Just Watch app. Um, I I should have put that on our last episode about the things or things we're thankful for. Oh yeah. Because I use it so often. Oh, that's now. awesome. Yeah. Um, I I love it. It helps uh, quite a bit. Yep. 
Um, it doesn't always include the sell prices for certain yeah. things, but um, but yeah. Generally, yeah, Power I just, Rangers. I just say not that streaming you, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I, I figure like it'll be out for a little bit before um, it'll be anywhere like Netflix or whatever. But yeah, that's yeah. cool. I mean, I, I would totally rent it because I heard good things about it. So. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Um, I thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I could see how the even though I heard good things about it and it seemed better than most people expected, I could see how the dialogue would be the the hurting factor though for mm-hmm. that type of movie, like who it's made for and everything, and the yeah. effort they might have put into it. So hopefully they do with a sequel. They take that and they're like, "Hey, fans actually dug this. We actually got a hit. Let's let's make yeah. it a little bit better." Hopefully they do that route. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it did well enough at the box office. Like, I just finished it this morning, so I haven't had a, a chance to look it up yet because yeah. I was busy taking shots and irresponsibly. But um, <laughs> I haven't really looked into it today to uh, see if they are, in fact, planning uh, a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Lionsgate had said that uh, they were planning for, like, a six-movie um, uh not a trilogy, a double trilogy. <laughs> Words are hard right now. I'll be honest with you. I like the, the double trilogy. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if they're actually going to get to at least a sequel. I don't know if it, it did well enough at the box yeah, office to, to warrant one, but I hope so because it um, there are some stylized credits uh, after the mm-hmm. movie ends, and then after the stylized credits, it jumps right into a um, mid credit scene. Cool. And uh, it sets up something for the, the future. So yeah. um, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, right on. Well, as uh, Brent said, welcome to Power Ranger Talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to say uh, we're doing it? We're we're doing it, Stephen. You're two shots in. We're doing it. I'm Stephen. <laughs> I'm Brent. <laughs> welcome to welcome Let's Talk About. <laughs> welcome to Beer and Movies. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Truth be told, that's that's a fair enough assessment. But yeah. comic books are in there too, and we're going to throw some more in the uh, in that realm. I think next year. Yes. So, hell to the you yes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk. You're punchy. Oh man, those are cool uh, nicknames. Dr- yeah, drunk and punchy. punchy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm punchy, and uh, yeah. Welcome to let's talk about stuff. And today. Well, what? Yes. What? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be interrupting a lot <laughs> no. today. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good. <clears throat> Fantastic. Yeah. Well, today's show topic is Die Hard, 1988's classic Christmas movie. And by classic, you do mean, in fact, classic. This was, oh, yeah. uh, not to opinion spoil, but <laughs> my God. What a fun movie. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's I'm so, so much excited fun. to talk about it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, but before we do that, uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod and email your questions or show topic ideas at to Let's Talk About Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, and a quick shout out I want to give. Uh, that was very Yoda like. <laughs> But a, uh, a quick shout-out goes to Kent Blue, who sent me this beautiful dice tray. I saw that the, on the internet. You saw that on Instagram, yes. Um, and I will certainly put this on our uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram so yeah. people can see it. He sent me a dice tray of Let's... No, not Let's Talk About <laughs> Stuff. What's the name of his show? Roll, it says it's right written here, on uh, there. Kent, I'm sorry. Uh, again, two shots so far. This is, so far. This is all staying in. <laughs> Guys, it, I, yes, I'm editing it, and I'm drunk, so I don't give a shit. Um, but he sent me a beautiful dice tray for his podcast, Roll to Play, 
which was uh, burnt on the inside. I assume it was burnt. I don't know if it looks cool. That's how it works. Um, a fellow listener of Hideous Energy actually crafted this, uh, Matt Brecken. So cool. good on you, Matt. This was beautifully, be- beautifully, <laughs> beautifully done. Um, I'm just gonna leave all this in. I don't care. It's fantastic. Uh, yes. So, uh, yes, there's roll to play on the inside of it, and on the back of it, it has my quote from when I uh, was a guest (laughs) on the the first episode of the Roll to Play podcast with Austin and David from Hideous Energy. It says, thanks, Brent. Uh, And then it has my quote, hey, crows, come here, because (laughs) one of my abilities was to be able to summon crows, and I assume that's how you do it. I've never tried it in real life. I I'll probably it. try it later today. You uh, know? I imagine you will, and it yeah. works in the show, I believe, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. In the game, so uh, so yeah, try it. Yes, That's absolutely. <laughs> I'll just have to roll a, I think, uh, above a three, <clears throat> yeah. and I can do it. Um, and You're this like, Brandy, from... watch this, and she's like, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Put on pants and come inside. Um, but this is from episode one, which aired on September 20th of 2017, and it was a two-parter. So for any of our listeners who want to hear me ramble on like a complete idiot, besides what I do on this show, uh, feel Zing. free to go download Roll to Play, and uh, I'm on the first couple of episodes. And then, you know what? Go ahead and subscribe. Yeah. So uh, give Kent, uh, who puts a lot of time and effort and thought into his show, uh, way more than I do for our show, <laughs> uh, especially today. Uh, uh, go give him a follow and uh, subscribe to his podcast, which is Roll to Play. Yeah, and uh, that's it. <laughs> Those are some serious fun, uh, seriously fun episodes uh, that you were yes. on. I haven't listened to it since. I apologize, but uh, I would like to give it another shot because it was hilarious. Um, oh, and let me explain on the the dice tray. This is a thing where you can actually have a actual like sealed border. Uh, area to throw your dice in whenever you're playing a an RPG or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had texted Brandy and I <clears throat> that you and Amanda were going to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, <coughs> Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, Come on, Brandy. Enunciate. enunciate. Let's do this. <laughs> um, did, uh, did you guys play? Yeah, we did. Uh, we played a few weeks ago with her uh, brother. Um, he was our yeah. dungeon master, and it was pretty cool. He didn't have one like that, but he had this cool um, dice thing that somebody in his group had made or found to be made that was made of, um, it was like laser-cut wood and acrylic, and it was like, um, it had like a tray sort of at the bottom to hold the dice when they fell, but it would stand, it would stood upright, and it had little mm-hmm. slots in it. So you drop your dice in it, and it kind of makes them like plinko around and then come out the bottom. Oh, okay. And All so right. it kind of rolls it for you as well. And it's like this little compact little thing. So that was pretty cool. So he has something uh, kind of similar to that as well. But uh, yeah, it was really mm-hmm. fun. Um, we're thinking about playing it again, but we're not quite sure yet. Uh, it's a big commitment for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, yes. Because the next one I think we have would be like a five, what five campaigns or whatever, five five different mm-hmm. events that we would go do to to do the campaign. So uh, we did like a one-off this last time just to see how we all felt. But uh, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, we might end up doing it. We're not sure yet. Still thinking about it. But uh, yeah, I would like to to play with you as well. I know you had you had talked about it. it sounded really fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> it sounds awesome. It's it's a life goal for me. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, it's on on the bucket list. I mean, after I had never really cared to play it, but uh, Freaks and Geeks, the television show. First off, the guys played in there. Uh, the geeks do. 
And uh, it looked a lot of, like a lot of fun, but uh, mainly Stranger Things, when they're playing it, is really like what got me yeah. to be like, this sounds like it's pretty cool. And I like a lot of, yeah. lot of her board games and stuff. Um, I don't do a lot of like role playing so much as this. Like we, we kind of just picked from a list of characters, but you know, really you get to do all of your own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Usually you get to pick, you get to roll for it, I guess, but kind of like build your character up. And so I was like mm-hmm. a, an elf ranger. That was pretty fun. Um, Go, go, Elf Ranger. <laughs> I sang that the whole night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Elf <open> time. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was really fun. And uh, yeah, so maybe someday you and I could play and, you know, all of us, the four of us, whatever, because it'd, it'd oh be a lot God. of fun. But Yes, yeah. that would be a blast. Yeah, right on. Someday. Hell yeah. <laughs> Did you say Sunday? Yes. Let's Sunday, do it. Sunday, Sunday. Let's do it, Stephen. <laughs> um, speaking of slurring words, I think it's appropriate oh, that we slide right up and in. Oh, up and in. Yeah. Up into the "What are you drinking?" segment. Um, Stephen, I think uh, "Slide Up and Dim" is the name of our Christmas album we're putting out. Is that, cr- is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> slide Up and Dims is our political party. <laughs> Oh, no, that's perfect. Holy shit, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. So, Stephen, we'll start with you. What what are you drinking today? Well, um, to to start us off on our first Christmas episode, which we decided, by the way, for our listeners, uh, it's just right before December actually starts, but uh, I started watching Christmas movies weeks ago, let's be honest. Of course. And uh, I've been watching a whole lot since Thanksgiving. That's really like, once Thanksgiving happens, it's really like when I let myself get into Christmas. So uh, welcome to the Christmas season. And so I am drinking, uh, I've never had this before, so I'm excited, but uh, it is a Christmas ale from Breckenridge Brewery, which is one that I like a lot and I've had a bunch of beers from. But uh, so here's, here's to Christmas. This is my first sip of the day, but it's still dripped down my, my chin. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but it's good, yeah. Nice, nice. And what do you have today? Well, Stephen, I'm glad you asked. Because <laughs> besides the first two fireball shots... Do you have more? Which causes me, which causes me to slur more than I do anyway. Yeah. Um, I've got... Okay, so we... Okay. Okay. So Lay it out there. <laughs> we had some people come in from out of town, also from Texas, our friends uh, Mark and Alyssa, mm-hmm. who we went to Fredericksburg with yep. uh, as the part podcast. The podcast was starting off. Um, <clears throat> uh, they came up, and um, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> listeners, uh, today is my birthday. So I didn't want to say I, anything. Yeah, I didn't either, but I thought it was it was necessary uh, because this is not how I normally live my life. Um, my wife may contest that, uh-huh. but um, I normally don't start off Sundays with oh, okay. uh, a couple of shots. But, you know, I was like, fuck it. Drinking and podcast it. is how you live your life. I'm, I'm confused <laughs> yeah, what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the extra drinks. Yeah, there you um, go. So <laughs> they came up today and they, they bought me a bunch of like beer. They bought me a, a giant like thing of fireball whiskey uh-huh. which is why i started that off because i'm just gonna drink it throughout the day awesome you know? hey do your thing <sighs> i feel like i'm sweating a lot so um <laughs> they also uh mark he also bought me um a few select beers mm-hmm. um they're i don't know how i'm supposed to pronounce this uh, when i'm sober let alone drunk sure. but he bought me um why hen stefaner mm. this oh uh, yeah I, 
listeners, I've got this posted on our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I know I'm saying this incorrectly. Uh, Andy Preller, uh, if you're listening to this, I apologize. I'm not. I'm. I'm just slurring uh, my words because I don't know any better. Um, so whatever way you actually pronounce this German word, um, that's what it is. Hey, that's fine. Hey, can you do um, me a favor though? Can you read the bottom, yeah. the bottom two words of that label? Uh, Crystal Weissenbier. And then below that, premium what? <sighs> <laughs> premium Bavericum. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is uh, the word premium, and then Bavericum is B A V A R I. See you in. Yeah, that's um, dirty. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm being punked right now. Where's Ashton? Uh, but we're gonna give this a shot. He bought me three of these. These are pretty good sized bottles yeah. as well. Um, they're they're all one pint. Have you? I've got. Have you had one of these yet? Flavors. Is this the first time? Well, we we had one in in Fredericksburg. Okay. Um, I it's not this one, but it's it's one of the other three that he bought me. Cool. Um, but uh, but I've never tried this one, so we'll we'll open this up and. Uh, I, I, I apologize for this uh, podcast, Stephen, because <laughs> I'm just all out of fucks to give today, you know? Hey, it's your uh, birthday. I've got no left in me. Go for it. You do your thing, you know? I assume that tastes good. Uh, it doesn't taste bad. Uh, no, actually, it's uh, it's really good. Um, again, as per what we discussed on our previous podcast, the Germans, um, they've done some wrong, but they've also done a couple of things right. Um, and mm-hmm. this is one of them. So um, on the, the label here, it says the world's oldest brewery. Yep. Um, which is very hard for me to say you, right you now. You kind but, of spread uh, that out, but you made it. Brew or re? <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so it's uh, it's delicious. Excellent. So go get this. Why hint? Absolutely. Just ask your local liquor retailer for that, and they'll probably know what you're meaning. It's fine. Just just copy and save the <laughs> the photo from Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Take it into your local liquor store, <laughs> liquor store and uh, say, "Give me some of this." Uh, in addition to that, to further ruin this podcast, I've also got a bit of uh, Fireball whiskey uh, mixed mm. with some Coca Cola here. Well, hey, in a, uh, in a whiskey glass. So uh, it's gonna be a mm-hmm. good day. It's delicious. It's it's mainly. <laughs> It's mainly tasting like Fireball at this point, I'll be honest. Hey, that's all right. Uh, it probably yeah. is mostly Fireball, let's be honest. It's, so. it's a two-fourths Fireball <laughs> yeah. and then a splash of whiskey. That Wait, extra whiskey? Yep. And then a splash of Coke? The, yeah, I just put a Coke <laughs> bottle next to it. <laughs> to make you feel like you could add it if you wanted to. Yeah, I could have added it. If you need to cut fine. it, that's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up uh, on air, at least, because uh, mm-hmm. as we discussed recently... Um, you you know you don't really like to make a big deal out of your birthday, uh, it seems. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wish you all of the donuts uh, in the world. Oh my God! God bless you, Stephen. <laughs> if I had known earlier, I, I apologize. I uh, Amanda told me last night it's your birthday. I we're always horrible horrible about birthdays, remembering when they are. Uh, I would have done probably nothing because we're really bad about that too. Uh, no, it's fine. But I, I prefer it that way. To be go. honest with you, excellent. Yeah. But uh, here, cheers to you, sir. Thank you. Cheers to Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Let's have a drink. <laughs> it's been a while since I had one. No, I actually, um, 
I'm usually not big on my birthday. I just wanted to explain. Yeah. I'm not an alcoholic. Sure. Um, I, I mainly drink for this show and anytime I'm feeling sad. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, normally I don't drink this much. I, I'll have one beer for, for the podcast and then some water. Uh, I have no water available to me oh, at this yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, I, I do have this this uh, two liter Coke bottle there. <laughs> so you didn't uh, bring Coke just next to, to it. <laughs> just just to further cut. I thought you the, were lying. Uh, the whiskey. <laughs> I thought you were just saying that. Uh, no. Oh man, this is gonna be real fun. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize uh, to the audience. Um, this just so happened to be we normally record on Sundays. Yep. Uh, and this Sunday just happened to be my birthday, so <laughs> hey guys, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, We're gonna make the most so. of it. It's gonna be hella fun. So yeah, I'm cool. So with it. apologize for the slurry. <laughs> I, I cannot help it. All right. Um, so let's yeah. let's move on to the mini topic discussion. And there wasn't a whole lot of like pop culture. <coughs> pop culture stuff that came up this week, <laughs> but uh, there were a few things here and there, so we will we'll, we will get into that before we jump into Die Hard. Yes. Um, so, Stephen, do you want to kick it off yep. here? So, uh, the first thing, um, since we had talked about using Justice League, uh, we got the mm-hmm. first figures, uh, like the next, you know, over this last week, whatever, for the box office to take that weekend, and it was the uh, lowest opening weekend of the DCEU. So, uh, it was, yeah. ouch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, let me, uh, let me clarify. I, it, after we stop recording each week, I always come up with something in my brain where I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have said this. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like this is an opportunity to get back into it. When I said that I liked the Justice League, I did, I did enjoy it and I'm looking forward to watching it again, mm-hmm. uh, because it's just big, dumb fun. Um, I equate it more towards, um, the Fast and Furious franchise, mm-hmm. where you just turn off your brain and you just watch like an action movie. It's like big dumb fun, as opposed to Avengers. So more like Fast and Furious, less like Avengers. Hey. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's a, that's a good clarification. But uh, I mean, that's totally mm-hmm. fine too. There's there's always a chance for those movies to be uh, you know watched or whatever. That's fun. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what I I'm gonna think about it because I definitely feel like I like more of the Avengers thing. Like I don't like the Fast and Furious you know franchise, whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm curious what uh, how I'll end up taking to this movie yeah should be interesting um as we were um on the last episode you asked me about um which flash i prefer the Mm. the movie version or the the tv version um i i had some like time to go back and rewatch because i've been behind on the flash like the past four episodes or whatever okay so um over the weekend i was catching up on it on the tv show and i was like oh i actually prefer this version of it because the Flash TV show is more like an ensemble cast, mm-hmm. whereas the Flash from the movies is just like that single character. So I do prefer that aspect okay. of it. But uh, the the actual character of Barry Allen, the Flash himself, um, I like both versions for the for the most part. But the I, I just worry that the uh, the Flash standalone movie Flashpoint is not going to have that ensemble feel mm. that I love so much from the TV show. So. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, what if they did a the, sneakeroo, that's what I'm going to call it, and you got into Flashpoint and they have all these like, <laughs> let the record show that uh, Brent just held his fingers out and a circle and a pokey and he, he just sneakerooed that. Uh, <laughs> PMVG. <laughs> um, but what if you got into Flashpoint and, you know, you're expecting uh, Ezra Miller 
and you're going through that movie, okay. and all of a sudden Grant Gustin shows up, and he was a oh secret cameo. Oh my God, cameo. Steven! What? What would? What would I, you do? My, my pants would fly <laughs> off of my body and hit the person in front of me, and I would just climax immediately. And his would hit the it person would. in front of him, and and so yes. on and so forth. Yeah. Well, when Ezra Miller was first cast as the Flash, like a couple of years ago, yeah. um, somebody he was at a, like a press junket for something, and um, he was talking about how. Um, he he loved the idea that the Flash is tied into the multiverse. Mm-hmm. That's what that character does in the in the comics. He's able to travel back and forth through time, and he can penetrate realities. He actually like came into the Marvel universe at a certain Weird. point. Yeah, um, and I think there is a potential for him to cross over into the like TV Flash mm-hmm. area or vice versa. Um, which would blow my fucking mind. I would cool. love nothing more than that. Yeah, that that would be a good direction for them to take to be totally different. Yeah. That they would actually connect yes. their shows a lot more, especially when people weren't expecting yeah. it. Uh, I know that yeah. like Marvel has their shows, and some of them connect, or at least like tangentially. There's a word there. Stephen, you're cut off. Damn it! And I've only had a few sips of one beer. But but yeah, like. You know they have connections too, or whatever. But that'd be that would be out of left field, and I think it would really uh, throw fans a good time. Oh man, right? They would love that. Yeah, yeah. and you being one of them, so, you would know. Oh my god! Um, so I wanted to go through just some of the because it was mind-boggling to me some of the box office things uh, for the yeah. DCEU. So the top spot sure. was uh, uh, Batman versus Superman at 166 million opening weekends for all of these. Suicide Squad okay. 133 million. That blows my mind. Um, I think it was, again, because people were excited about it. I don't know. Like, they just didn't know how bad it was or whatever, I guess. But uh, Man of Steel, 116. Um, and that was the, the movie that kicked off the yeah. DCEU. But they didn't decide that till after the fact. So. <laughs> so maybe that's, yeah, part of it. Maybe that's why. Wonder Woman, 103. Um, wow, I'm actually surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that that one was so I low. know. I think it had legs a lot more than the other ones did. hey Yeah, it did. <laughs> Um, and then Justice League came out with 96. So that's a pretty paltry showing versus like BVS at 166. Yeah. That's crazy. So I, I was actually expecting more from uh, Justice League just because this is the sequel to the Wonder Woman movie yeah. in a way. I <laughs> yeah. mean, the, not, not so much a sequel as Wonder Woman's next appearance, you uh-huh. know? Um, but, but like uh, the, the next movie after that yeah. showing that like showed people that it could be actually be good. Uh, right. and everything. Um, yeah, it's just kind of shocking. Uh, I was trying to look up, since it's still Sunday now, we don't really know the, the box office scores for this weekend. They only have some estimates up till Friday that I could find. Because uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. were hoping, you know, with the Thanksgiving holiday and people being off work, they could go and, and off school or whatever they could go. Um, but it even looks like this, like the last I saw domestic, it reached like 147 by Friday. So that's okay. still, like, not a whole lot more than the 96 it got in one weekend. Like, it still hasn't really right. shown that it's gotten any more legs. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, so far, it looks yeah. like it's going to be losing money, which is crazy to think. A uh, Justice League movie. Like, even <laughs> even all the stuff about the history of this getting made and, like, the rest of the DCEU, you'd still think that that would be, like, that has to be higher than anything else. Like, it's the right. Justice League, but... Well, I, I heard on the uh, the recent episode of, I think it was Hollywood Babylon, or maybe it was Fat Man on Batman, about the number being that low. Um, the the real pull of the Justice League is being able to see Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman together. Yeah. But we already got that mm. in Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, so, That's a good point. 
uh, maybe that's why it's not the bloom is off the rose yeah. for the most part, you know. Um, and this past weekend, we went to um, a friend's uh, family's um, like birthday party mm-hmm. or whatever. And there were some people there who are big into like Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad and all of this stuff. Um, they still have not seen Justice League oh, wow. yet. And they said, um, just like overhearing them talk, because I'm a creep like mm-hmm. that, uh, I heard them say, <laughs> yeah, I heard it wasn't very good. And I wanted to be like, well, Suicide Squad's a, Squad wasn't very good, but you saw that, so like, why, why wait? Um, yeah, and I said, uh, I piped up, um, I always keep a bullhorn with me. Of course. I said, attention. Uh, Justice League was fun, but it was not good, so you should probably go see it. Whatever. Um, but also this weekend, Coco came out, oh, so, yeah. you know, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know that that's going to help yeah. Justice League And Coco is getting, like, tremendous reviews. Uh, I'm alone with the Coco. <laughs> right? You know. You know, right? <laughs> See, I, I've stayed away from, like, anything related to Coco. Uh-huh. Like, I've got, like, a like the bare minimum idea of what that movie yeah. is. But I, I always uh, turn away from any trailers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't really know any of the jokes or anything like yeah. that that are set up in the movie. I don't either, really. Um, I, I somehow magically was able to do that with Monsters University as well. Oh, yeah. So I watched that just, like, fully. Like, I'd never seen a frame of, like, footage uh-huh. from it. And uh, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I liked but, Monsters uh, University, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so did I. Um, Yeah. So anyway, uh, Monsters University is doing pretty well at the box office. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, Well, staying on the the Justice League tip of things, um, uh, evidently Batman will appear in Flashpoint, Mm -hmm. but we are unclear if it's going to be Ben Affleck or another actor. Um, I've heard rumor that uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan will Hmm. be will play a version of Batman. I don't know that it's solidified. Uh, I'm way too drunk to even try to look it yep. up at this point. <laughs> but um, in the Flashpoint comics, the the story is Barry Allen, the Flash, he runs back in time to save his mother. He saves her, and by doing that, he alters the DC Universe timeline where um, instead of uh, Bruce Wayne's parents being <clears throat> murdered, it's Bruce and his mother and his father, Thomas Wayne, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the uh, Batman vs. Superman movie, um, he actually becomes Batman. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm more excited um, for... I don't. I know there's, like, different incarnations, I guess, of, like, Nightwing or, like, a, like a younger person taking that mantle. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds more intriguing to me just as an overall Batman film that we haven't seen. Like a Batman Beyond yeah. or something like that, like in... Oh live my action, God. right? Oh. oh, I hit oh. a chord. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. I need, to, I need to take a minute. Oh, man. Are you okay? You need to take a shot? I about jade my peas right there. Oh, Woo. man. Did you say you rubbed, you rubbed it in your peas right there? What'd you say? I said I, I about jade my peas. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so tell me, tell me what you I, feel about that, because it's apparently you uh, very excited or something. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. These DC movies, I feel like they don't know what they're doing. Like, like I said on the the previous podcast, I don't think that the the characterizations are consistent enough with like the the previous movies yeah. 
to um, to where they line up with what happens in Justice yeah. League, uh, the character arcs, because um, there there aren't really yeah. any. It's just like, hey, we need Batman to feel like this for this movie, so I guess we'll make him feel sad about <laughs> Superman dying. He seemed okay with it uh, in the first movie. But no, that was his goal was sad. to kill Superman. Yeah. Um, uh, Martha. It's like when a puppy uh, gets so excited, or when a, when a child gets so excited with a puppy, and they they, they those like, and they drop it, and the puppy doesn't move for a second, and you're like, oh wait. <laughs> Oh, but don't worry, the puppy gets up. The puppy gets up. That's so dark. That's the point where Brandy shuts off the podcast right there. That's what I'm saying. Girls, you can you can t- continue to listen. The puppy lives. It's okay. My brother did that. <laughs> My brother did that to a little baby chick when he was a little kid. He was so excited, he just squeezed it, and they dropped it, and it didn't move. And I, I, I believe it got up, though. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> Wait, you believe it got up, or it did get up? I just don't want to lie, but I feel like it got up. I also don't want the girls to turn off the podcast, so... <laughs> So the puppy lives. Uh, that's the, that's the that's main point. But that's Batman and Superman because Superman comes back. That's a, not a spoiler, yeah. right? I'm saying the puppy right, comes back. Right. It's all good. We can yeah. cut this. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know how Flashpoint is going to work out. Um, I don't think DC does either. Yeah. Uh, the next DC uh, Extended Universe movie scheduled is for December 18th. Uh, December of 2018, I should say. <laughs> you got very excited about the day. Guys, And you I'm, buried the I'm lead sorry. of the year. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, it's going to be like a, a whole uh, another year before we get anything. It's like, again, yes. what are you doing, DC? Uh, we're recording this on November 26th. Um, <laughs> it, we've we've got a full year and change before wow, the next DC EU movie comes out, which it, it blows my mind. Um, because we had... Uh, Wonder Woman earlier this year as well as Justice League so I assume they were doing two movies a year but evidently yeah. not no so uh, so yeah so we've got Aquaman to look forward yeah. to uh, look forward to loosely um, by December of next year so we'll see how it goes well um, so I wanted to throw one thing out with our conversation about uh, Justice League I just remembered this as well when we were over for Thanksgiving uh, hanging out with Amanda's parents and her uh, brother and his girlfriend Sarah uh, I had mentioned how we didn't do any spoilers for Justice League on the last episode. And she was like, yes, yes thank you. And I was like, yeah, Brent said that someone on our Instagram said that they couldn't listen to it if if we did spoilers. And she was like, that was me. Oh, that's that her? Okay. Yeah. That's so Sarah, Yellow Texas Road? Mm-hmm. Yes. Rose? Yeah. So nice. uh, okay. that is awesome. uh, essentially my sister-in-law. And uh, she li- she's a listener. And so thank you for listening, Sarah. Uh, we appreciate that. Yes, yeah, Sarah. Thank and you. And she was very excited to be, to be able to listen to that episode still because she hasn't seen it. So So that's good. Oh, yeah. good, good. Um, I told her on Instagram to let us know what she thinks uh, whenever she yeah. goes to see it, if she decides to. It uh, could be several months from uh, now. Exactly. I mean, she might be seeing it soon. Um, on that note, too, I have uh, we go on Tuesdays a lot to see movies when, when we go because it's it's cheap. It's like five or six bucks, um, the theater we go mm-hmm. to. And uh, a friend of ours that we go with a lot had suggested we go again this Tuesday. And she was like, we could see Justice League or whatever. And I got to tell her, like, no. I'm not going to theater. <laughs> <laughs> at best, yeah, okay. at best, I'm going with Brent, and we're gonna watch it together. Okay. You know, like we planned in the spring. Uh, and I'm, that's what we're doing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ruining that now. That's the plan. We're doing Friendsgiving with le- like the sides of Thanksgiving in the spring. Yeah. yeah, drunk off our asses. It's gonna be fantastic. You guys are all welcome to listen. That reminds me, I meant to ask you how your Thanksgiving was. Oh yeah, it was good, man. Uh, oh, did you get any of that stove top? This, yes, this is important because uh, I wanted to make sure that I told you I tried some. Uh, well, yes, lots of stove top. 
fantastic. Oh, uh, oh some my God, people, so Some people are... Wait, you didn't get any soaked up? Brent. Steven, I did not get any soaked Brent. up. Uh, I, I so went sorry. so far when when posting on our social media to actually <laughs> at at reply stovetop <laughs> in, in some of our posts uh, because they are the ultimate stuffing. Absolutely, uh, there there is no other stuffing yeah. beyond stovetop. That is what there's you stuffing, think and then there's other shit. There's stovetop, <sighs> yeah. and there's other shit. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, no, I did not get any um, stovetop, but. And- um, uh, you know what? I persevered. Uh, I, I, I'm here okay? alive. I'm sorry. Drinking myself to death. Um, and that's the, the true reason for me drinking so heavily today <laughs> is just to be able to move on uh, did, and to persevere. Did someone bring like homemade stuffing? Uh, they, they actually bought some, um, they actually bought some stuffing from a restaurant here locally. Oh, um, and, and it looked, uh, more, uh, mushy than it actually was. It was actually pretty mm-hmm. good. But still, um, mm. uh, stovetop or GTFO? Damn know? straight. You know yeah, I get you. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm, ups- I'm upset by that because I'll tell you why. Um, Amanda and I, <laughs> you know, some people, um, they, they, like, they get Thanksgiving and then on Friday and maybe like all day Friday, like for lunch and dinner or whatever, they'll make like sandwiches and stuff. They do like leftovers. Amanda and I go all out. Like once we get that food, we're like, we need this food all weekend. All right. So... Okay. We took home, like, you know, we all split the leftovers, so we took home, like, a little bit of stuffing. We took home a little bit of... We took a, a lot of mashed potatoes, but that was good. A little bit of mac and cheese mm-hmm. that we had made, all the stuff. And then we ate through those, like, the next day, like, easy. And I was like, all right, so we got to make more stuffing and more mac and cheese. So we did that, okay? No shame here. All right. So I've had two things of stovetop now, Brent, so I'm very upset for you. Because <gasps> I, I just keep it now. They sell it in containers called Everyday Stovetop, that you can just scoop out by the cup, and you can make as little as much as you want, Brent, and it seals back up. It's, oh my god! I, I know, it's perfect. I know. Mine's a canister. You should get it. Uh, but I also <laughs> tried some sweet potato stuff. Whatever. What'd you call it? Sweet potatoes. Oh, okay. Just that. Yeah, just sweet potatoes. Sure. Yeah. So uh, here are my thoughts. Uh, didn't care okay. for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sweet potato review. <laughs> Five stars. Um, <laughs> no, so Amanda's mom made them and uh, homemade them, and and so no fault of her own. She actually put bourbon in them. I, when I told her I was trying them for the, essentially the first time, I just never really give them a shot anymore since I was a kid. And okay. uh, she was like, "Well, there's bourbon in them," and I was like, "That is a plus, surely. Thank you. That is good." Okay. Uh, right. So and the sure. bourbon flavor was good. It wasn't too overwhelming. That was a good part of it. But it really was like I like I talked about. I'm not a huge fan of marshmallow. I'm not a huge fan of a sweet. And so they're, you know, they're very sweet, like brown sugary and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, just not my thing. But uh, I specifically got a little section of those on my plate and uh, tried them. And I, and okay. I, when I, when I picked it up on my fork, I whispered Brent, and I, and I ate it. Did you? <laughs> I heard I was something. Wondering. That's what I was gonna yeah, ask. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I perfect, picked that up. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, another another time maybe I'll I'll give them a shot. I, okay. I, I I won't say that those. Yeah, I'm not gonna say like the only ones I tried are gonna be it. You know, I can give them another shot. So right. Uh, but did you right. at least get a, a shit ton of those? Did you take a bunch home this year? <laughs> so it's gonna be so my, mega distorted. Uh, That's what... <laughs> yeah, my wife's aunt made sweet potatoes this year, and holy shit, uh, they were delicious. Awesome. They uh, she said that she put a an ass load. She didn't say ass load, sure. but 
for my reinterpretation, <laughs> she put an ass load of brown sugar in there. So you got the pecans. Oh, she has yeah. the uh, toasted marshmallows on top of it. Um, I it, it was so sweet. I almost had to cut off one of my feet. Oh wow! But um, worth it. It was it was delicious. Yeah. And then the next day, I had to go to work. And I was just thinking about the sweet potatoes. <laughs> just like the next day, I was like, I'm going to have these sweet potatoes for lunch. They're going to be at the main course. And um, I had them, and my God, it was it was and delicious. Just makes uh, makes uh, everything Yeah, better. right on. Uh, in my uh, head, I imagined like every client you saw that day was just dancing sweet potatoes with like the big white gloves <laughs> and big white shoes. <laughs> you're, not, you're not paying attention to a damn thing all day. <laughs> I'm just like slowly putting on a bib yeah. and holding a knife and fork in my hand. <laughs> Fantastic. The three fingered gloves. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, continuing on the, the mini topics, um, I wanted to, to bring this up because um, obviously I'm a, a fan of, of the band Lincoln Park, uh, as I've mm-hmm. mentioned in uh, several episodes before. But uh, this uh, kind of cracked me up because this is just how, how life is. Um, for a, nor- a normal person, let alone a world-famous band. So, <clears throat> Lincoln Park, uh, they won an award for um, favorite, uh, I think it was favorite band or favorite something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I should probably, uh, <laughs> probably, probably know uh, that. look into it. <laughs> uh, but, but the main point is they, they won an award for, um, for something at the American Music Awards. And after they won the award, they were walking backstage and... Security kicked them out of the show, uh, and they kept trying to say, uh, "No, we're we're legitimately supposed to be here. <laughs> we just won an award. <laughs> Let us stay." And like a cursory Google search of the band Lincoln Park will show you like the three band members that were there to accept the uh, award, and they could have stayed, but. For whatever reason, security did not let them <laughs> did not let them stay there. So they actually got kicked out after winning Holy the shit. award, which cracks me up. Like this band has been through so yeah. much this year. They released a new album. Uh, their lead singer uh, unfortunately committed suicide, and but they they won an award yeah. uh, this oh, year. Best but they immediately got favorite alternative out. rock artist. That's what they got. Okay, yeah. favorite. There you go. There you go. So <laughs> they win this award and they get kicked out, <laughs> uh, which which blows my mind. Like, what what kind of credentials do you have to have? Like, you're you're holding a statue in your hand, you know. Um, but yeah, they 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 get escorted out of the show. They do everything they can to try to stay. And on Mike Shinoda's Instagram, uh, he's got and on on YouTube, I think on if you search Lincoln Park, it gives you a like. Um, a quick view of his like Instagram story uh, to where you can see like the highs and lows of him like <laughs> sitting there winning the award and then getting kicked out of the show and he's talking to, to security and be like no sir I'm I'm being honest with you please look it up we are supposed to be here and then he's like yeah we got kicked out so uh, I guess we're going home okay bye um, which which cracked me up because hey at least they won the award they got to go home early got to beat traffic hey, there you go so. yeah. Look on the bright side. That's so bizarre, (laughs) though. Like, what in the world? Uh, If anything, you'd think that, like, security would know, like, specifically know who they are because 
some, something about that just makes me think that he would listen to metal, that he would know something about them. Like yeah. he might not know uh, like a pop artist, but you'd think that he would know them. But he's just like like overzealous right. security guard. Like fuck, get out of my my space. <laughs> I'm not getting blamed yeah. for this. <laughs> it was funny too because on his Instagram story, it had like you could clearly see his like phone was out. He was like taking a picture of him like having to cross through the security checkpoint. You know that like big like plastic uh-huh. frame that you have to like walk through that has the the metal inside of it that detects like any weapons or whatever um they were getting ready to walk through that and he has that focus on the camera and he's like wait before we do this uh we are in fact supposed to be here uh you could check with whoever we're on a list you could do and then like the next video is like yeah we got kicked out so i wonder too like I don't know what this venue was, but you know, like at the Oscars or like any award show, like it's like they save your seats for when you're coming back, like after you won the award, like they're just like, they just never came back. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like a a rotating team of like six people and those three, like half of them are just like sitting like, I guess we're We're here. I guess we're just sitting here (laughs) for the rest of the show. It's like some dumb blonde uh, lady that's like, I'm Mike Shinoda. But yeah, so. Yeah, it was a it, it was a weird ordeal, well, but congratulations, Lincoln Park, what? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, just as life, yeah. uh, even if you're a rock star, yeah. you, you don't always Man. win, even when it's, you win. It's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the uh, the biggest of the many topics, I would say, is uh, largest for sure. What? I said the largest, the largest. for sure. Um, Christmas. Why Steven loves it, why Brent hates it. <laughs> I've got my, uh, my notepad here. It's handwritten. It's, it, it, oh, it's man. handwritten, full of, full of I'm stuff. I'm excited. So, uh, you have stuff um, written down. I do not. I have the spirit of Christmas okay. in my heart. So, you go ahead. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I believe that reflects our, um, podcast artwork for, oh, for this month. man, I'm so um, excited. If, if you... <laughs> so excited! I, I'm, I'm glad. Um, I, I really uh, put some effort into uh, the Christmas theme, uh, which is unlike me. But I wanted it to yep. look nice. So if you've uh, just recently downloaded the podcast, um, you should see it. If not, if you're listening to this in the past, Whoa. go check out our Instagram or Twitter, and you should be able to find that uh, podcast artwork. Um, but it's very Christmas sweatery, um, and I've. Uh, <laughs> dressed up Stephen as Santa Claus, myself as it's the awesome. Grinch. And uh, before we get into my list here, um, I do want to mention that when uh, our friends were up here for the weekend, uh, Alyssa and Brandy were out uh, doing some some shopping for like Christmas decorations and whatnot. And uh, Brandy was telling Alyssa, uh, Alyssa, <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa that uh, you know I'm I'm not into Christmas and everything and. She was trying to say that uh, my husband Brent is a Grinch, but she called me Brinch. Oh, that's a fantastic name! I was like, "How how come I never I never put I know, that together that's before?" Great. That is that is perfect. Job, yeah, Randy. so I I am a Grinch, I am a Scrooge, uh, but uh, we'll go with Brinch, Brinch for this for this go around. Man, I like it. Um, so I've got a list of of ten things here for why I don't like Christmas uh, on my list here it says reasons why christmas is terrible but again your mileage your mileage may vary um and um so the the first bullet point for me um is uh actually before i I start that let me say this is unrelated to religion i am an atheist but 
Um, not all atheists hate mm-hmm. Christmas. Uh, there are actually a number of them who really love it. Matter of fact, if you listen to the Thinking Atheist podcast that I mentioned before, the host there and several of his listeners um, love Christmas mm-hmm. uh, because it is actually a secular holiday. I know that people get, you know, kind of bent out of shape about that. And I think we've probably got some people who uh, might be religious listening to us. This is no, or not in any way, an attack on you or your religion. Uh, this is unrelated yeah. to that. So uh, the first thing I'm going to start off with is Christmas is supposed to be about family and togetherness. Uh, but that's what Thanksgiving is about. Hmm. Uh, and we completely overshadow that. As soon as it turned... 11.59 on Halloween, Christmas was like, hey guys, we're here. Uh, I didn't have time to stage my war on Christmas at all. Um, it it uh, surprised mm-hmm. me. Um, I don't know if Fox News has reported on anything about the war on Christmas mm-hmm. yet, but guys, uh, Christmas is one. Uh, well, we're going to have to start early next year. Uh, Stephen, your birthday is in early July, so I might have to start yeah. then. Uh, with Christmas in Christmas, July, man. But, uh, it's even worse. <laughs> Fuck, you damn it, you're right. <laughs> Shit. They've already beat you there. <laughs> I'm going to have to start in June, I guess. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's that's one thing that, that bothers me is Christmas starts so yeah. early. Like, Christmas is literally one day. It's December 25th. I will even give you December 24th, Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, as part of it. And I will go so far as to say, you know what? Let's let's plan a week, a week of Christmas celebration, mm-hmm. you know, um, because people are traveling. I don't know. It's not whatever. enough, man. <laughs> <sighs> I would say I agree with you that it's it can be too early. For me personally, mm-hmm. I started watching movies like in the mid, mid-November range or whatever. Uh, and it really was just because I'm ready to, to get into it. But uh, I don't. I also don't necessarily like it around until like mine really is like the day after Thanksgiving is when it should kick into high gear. But uh, to me, it's more of a a season. It is really like that month at least of December that it's like like Thanksgiving. Just nobody really cares about as much. I think uh, it's like people mm-hmm. like to do it, but it is like a one day thing. Halloween to yeah. me and like like we did on the podcast is a bigger thing. It is like the whole month. Uh, but even then, a lot yeah. of people it's just like that one day or whatever. But uh, I would refute your, your, your point just to say that, like, I like it being longer, but also I feel like it has a connotation of a season more than the other holidays do. Okay, because it kicks off winter. For the yeah, it's like, it's like all of that together. Like yeah, it. and it feels okay. like, like it is like Happy Holidays. Like, it kind of stretches from, like, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's all together, where it's like that last okay. hoorah of the year uh, that you get all of this stuff together is kind of my view of it so but i get you all right um well that leads into black friday for me so black friday is a shopping holiday here in in uh in america um and i i I don't know that it's a shopping holiday so much as a (laughs) shopping season that's what that's when it kicks off right um, that's when all the, the the big box stores have their massive sales, and a lot of online retailers now have massive sales beginning then as well. They don't even fuck oh, around with Cyber Monday and having to make you wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, Black Friday, it, it used to be on Friday specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be like maybe 2 or 3 a.m. on Friday. Now it starts on like 3 or 4 p.m. Yeah, I hate uh, that. Here on Thanksgiving. Which is just ruining yeah. the, the day. If 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 you're so worried about family and togetherness, 
maybe focus on that on Thanksgiving and then just just wait just wait like eight <laughs> hours. Just I wait know, eight like, hours. It doesn't make any sense. And, and then you can go do your do your yeah. Black Friday shopping. So um, that's not so much a <laughs> a gripe about Christmas. I think uh, as a um, uh, a focus on retail like shopping mm. or consumerism. I guess. Um, what are your thoughts? No, on I that? totally agree. Um, I, we had a discussion about that around Thanksgiving with Amanda's family as well. And, and my point was we, we've done some black Friday stuff in the past and I hated it. Like we went to Best Buy early in the morning years and years ago and it was awful. And I don't even think I even got anything. I was going with other people that got stuff, but I was like, this is like my worst nightmare. Cause I really hate crowds and stuff. And I don't I, like yes. a deal was not worth it to me. Like the deals are not that good. Um, unless I'm yeah. specifically really needing something or whatever. I don't really understand the point. Uh, but overall I'm like, whatever, you know, we're consumers in America, we're capitalists and that's what happens. But I really, really hate that it's shifted down into like the nighttime of Thanksgiving day and that people are still like a lot of times in America, people, um, tend to have like Thanksgiving dinner, so-called like in like the early afternoon or whatever, like, like noon to three, it seems I've always had like Thanksgiving start. Um, but people do it at, at night as well. And I feel like that day doesn't need to be like tainted by like people being like, well, I got to leave. Cause I have to go do the sale at six o'clock at Walmart. Right. Like it just seems like, can't, like, like you're saying like, that's perfect. Like, can't you just wait like a, like eight hours? Does it really have to be like right now? Like that feels a little too right. much for me for sure. Yeah. So you also hate Christmas. You heard it here first. <laughs> Stephen hates Christmas. I heard it on a podcast. Stephen hates it. If it's on it. a podcast, I hear um, it's true. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next thing on my list is uh, the cold weather. The cold Ooh, weather season. I will um, fight you hard on this one. Pe- people say that they love cold uh-huh. weather, um, and I think it's really tied to the Christmas and New Year season. Uh, because after both of those holidays, people seem to be miserable. <laughs> it's just it's just gross brown snow on that's, things. That's and, Oklahoma, man. And, and misery. That's Oklahoma. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> they, yeah, now, down there in Texas and on the West Coast, it's not not such a big yeah. deal. But but the yeah, here in Oklahoma, we're and just the brown miserable. snow. Like in Oklahoma, here's how I word it to people: since since I haven't lived there for a little while, whatever. It's like mm-hmm. I miss the seasons here. Like in Texas, it got cool on Thanksgiving Day. And then it just like has warmed up since then, and now it's like we had to turn our air back on because it's so hot. We had to turn the air conditioning on, <laughs> so God it's so annoying, it. right? But uh, but there's other aspects of it too, where it's like in Oklahoma, I liked the cold, but I, like you're saying, I totally get that. After after Christmas and after New Year, it's just like three more months of cold, and it's just like overcast and and everything's dead. And it's all like one shade of like brown. Yes. And yeah. and it's not a lot of snow. Well, we have some gray have in some there. Gray. We have some gray in there. We have as some well. tans. Yeah. Brown and gray. Uh, <laughs> but it's like there's not a whole lot going on, and it doesn't snow enough in Oklahoma um, to really like counteract like to make it like fun or whatever. And if it does, it's like ice and sleet, and it's awful to drive on. Yes. And people can't drive in Oklahoma on snow and ice and everything. So, so yeah, there's aspects there I think particularly that are, are pretty bad. Uh, to make it like not yeah. worth it, it really does feel like a drag there, you know. After yeah. after the new year, um, let me go ahead and shit on winter real quick. Um, <laughs> You're not already. <laughs> I, I used to work with somebody who was a fan of uh, of cold weather, and the reasoning for it is because I can stay inside and bundle up. Uh, first of all, fuck you, <laughs> because uh, you can bundle up any time of the year you want. You just turn on your AC, crank that shit up, soldier boy, and bundle up. 
Um, you don't need to take it out on the rest of us. You don't oh, need wow. to be joyous about Oof. it. I hate wear, wearing leather, uh, leathers, layers. Um, I do not like having to put on a coat to go to mm. work, um, even though I work five minutes from here. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? As a matter of fact, I work five minutes from my house because uh, it doesn't give my car enough time to Uh-oh. warm yeah. up. Even though I park in my garage, by the time I get to work, my car is just like, oh, okay, I guess we'll warm you up. Oh, you're here? Okay, okay. Well, uh, I guess go fuck yourself. Um, uh, yeah, I don't like so- it. And I think winter is terrible. I don't know who invented oh, man. it, uh, but we need to stop it. Thanks, China. Oh, fuck. Wow, you pulled out the C word. Um, <laughs> it's not the C word you were expecting. <laughs> um, so I, I completely disagree. I, we, Amanda and I both really miss the seasons, as I had said. I don't want to be in a place that's cold. Like, I wouldn't want to be further north that's cold a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I prefer like places that snow. Like I really like we like Denver a lot, uh, and it's nice there. It's also like a drier cold, so it's not as bone chilling as it is in Oklahoma, where it's like so just like wet and gross uh, and just overcast still or whatever. Uh, there's like other areas, but I still miss at least in Oklahoma that I would have the differences of the seasons. That it would we'd have like that two weeks of fall and that week of spring. Those were really nice. Uh, and we don't get as, we get like a few days here, I feel, in, in, yeah. in Texas. Uh, it's been nice weather here in Houston, but it's not yeah. like, it's not cool weather. So you might actually prefer it here. We should switch. You prefer like the weather here. It's like, well, I had a convertible for a while and I got it because uh, in the fall, it can be really nice here and you can drive around. And it's still just like really nice, sunshiny days. But I'm like, man, I want yeah. something cooler to make it feel. And I specifically am that person that's like, man, I want it to be cold outside so I can bundle up inside. If I had a fireplace, I'd be, I'd be set, man. So, sorry, <laughs> not sorry, but uh, I dig that a lot. To my wife, Brandy, if you're listening to this, this is where you get all of your uh, disagreement <laughs> conversation know. that you've been aching for. We yeah, knew it'd this start. Is, this is Christmas, and yeah, this is here it. You go. <laughs> <laughs> but Stephen, goddamn it, I still respect right. you. Same back at um, you. So, thank you. Uh, my next bullet point here is Christmas lights slash decorations. Why are we so impressed by them? Um, I don't understand it. I'm not a I'm not a person who's big into tradition. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm just not for whatever reason. This helps. Um, I understand that that people as a society are. Um, I know that people freak out about birthdays. Today is literally my birthday. I don't care. <laughs> I, I turned off my my. Uh, I set my birthday to private on Facebook, so people would specifically not uh-huh. message me on Facebook to tell me happy birthday. Just not I into figured, it. Uh, it. Doesn't mean anything. I figured to me. you did that because Amanda um, said it was, and I was like, I'm gonna double check though and make sure. I went on your Facebook and it didn't say anything, and I was like, that motherfucker <laughs> turned this off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did uh, because I don't want. I don't want people to bother. Sure. Um, it, it doesn't... Uh, everybody has a birthday. Hitler had a birthday. Wow. I'm not equating yeah, myself to Hitler, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, it, it just doesn't doesn't mean yeah. as much to me. I, I do appreciate that my wife thinks mm-hmm. about me, um, but other than that, it's you whatever. know, I don't... Yeah. Fair enough. You know, I, it, it's really just a gateway to uh, pizza, uh, pizza or nachos for well. me. Um, sometimes that, that's all I really want there, that yeah. you need that in your life. And people, people might right. be like, it's Brent's birthday. I'm gonna buy some nachos and pizza. Cause he likes yeah. that. But I get you. Yeah. I mean, you don't make a big deal out of it. That's cool. I don't, and the last, yeah. I like my birthday a lot, but it's, it's like you said, it's around the early July. So I'm always in Tulsa for the fourth. So yes. it's already a big deal because of that. Um, uh, 
and I, I like my birthday, but I, as I've gotten older, it's like, I don't really need gifts or whatever. I mean, it's not like a big deal. I just spend it with friends and family and that's pretty much it. Loki. Yeah. The... For, for our listeners, Stephen has the perfect oh. birthday. He has it. His birthday is on July 2nd. Put that on your calendars, <laughs> put it in your iCals. Stephen's birthday is on July 2nd. So he's got a couple day buffer yeah. before the 4th of July and Stephen's father always puts on an incredible fireworks Glorious. display. July 4th, Independence Day here in America, is my favorite hey. holiday. Uh, so it's, it's, it's just so much yep. for me, you know? And I feel like we're, we're so far away from getting that holiday again. <laughs> um, after Christmas, we will be able to wrap back around to aiming towards the ultimate holiday for me. <laughs> my dad um, would be very happy to hear this. <laughs> oh my god mr fisher you're i, I love it that, i i planned my whole year around your holiday that's awesome i oh it's a good god. time for oh us god. i mean obviously we throw a big party for it so, oh my yeah. god it is literally the best day hey, that's of awesome. the year that's the plan yeah. man so <laughs> um Done. what were we talking about oh yeah yeah christmas decorations slash lights so so we put on some some lights on our house this year we've got a neighbor uh, oh uh, to back up we just built a new house my wife and I uh, mainly my wife I was just there she, I'm imagining her hammering and I believe it yeah uh, if it were me I would just uh, nail a two by four into the dirt <laughs> be like is this the house yet so uh, she she made a lot of the decisions so Brandy thank you I love you we love this house um, in our new addition we've got a neighbor like literally just across the street from us who um, does professional mm-hmm. lighting and he puts the flyers on our doors when actually when yeah. you guys were here when we uh, went to go see something recently or maybe you were yeah, just in know. town I don't think it was for it it yeah. was for something who cares anyway <laughs> so uh, we, <laughs> we um, hired him to do some lights for us and he put some lights on our house and he asked what color and he had a whole array of them we decided to go with uh blue and white because that's like winter right like you've got uh white for snow and blue because cold i guess it's a it's a cool color generally i'd say sure yeah yeah so we put that we did two blues and then one white two blues then one white two blues and then one white as Mm -hmm. the the pattern around our house and um as they they came on i was like Huh, these lights are like the colors of uh, Jewish people. People probably think we're Jewish or whatever, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, because, like, again, I'm an atheist, so, like, I guess people, if we did red and green, people would just assume sure. we're, like, Christian I, or whatever. It's like, it, it's all the same to me, right? Um, but. That's uh, funny, man. I, like, I'm fine with the lights because I didn't have to put them up this uh-huh. year. Normally, it's yeah. me on the roof. And if I'm on the roof, I want to stay up there for a little while. Like, I want to eat, like, lunch up there. Because you're on the roof. You're, you're, you're at a perspective you're not sure. normally I mean, at, I used right? to love getting on the roof, so I'm actually totally for this. This is unsuspe- <sighs> unexpected. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so, so we're we roof are. buddies. <laughs> we're, pod- we're podcast bros and roof buddies. <laughs> so, so I didn't have to do it this year, which is fine with me. Um, and... Uh, for the past two years, to give my wife credit, we have not done the extravagant like interior home decorations mm. because we were planning to build this home. So this year is the year where it all comes back to bite me <laughs> and we do the home interior decorating. And to give my wife credit, uh, she and our friend who Alyssa, who came up this year, uh, they did a lot of the the, the picking mm. out of decorations and whatnot and, and decorated the home. 
which is fine. Uh, you know, the least amount I can be involved, the better. Uh, yeah. But that's me. Uh, so we've got our, our dining room table. And I a saw that on Instagram. Like it looked great. Decked yeah. out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So it, 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 actually, I shouldn't be thanking you because I was going to no say you shouldn't be at all. But Brandy <laughs> looks great. But thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. I put a lot of effort. Stayed up late. That's why I'm so drunk for this podcast. You hand stitched those napkins. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> <I> painted plates. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, I lost a lot of oh, sleep of it. Yeah. Uh, almost got fired wow. from work, but worth you know what? It. It's all worth it. It's all worth it. It's the reason for the season. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, getting fired. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard that. I don't know what it means. Whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but all all the decorations are, are are coming back this year. We're hosting Christmas at our house this year. And for my wife, mm-hmm. I told her, beginning on Saturday, uh, the I guess the twenty fourth of this year, I would not bitch about Christmas or twenty fifth actually twenty fifth. Um, I would not bitch about Christmas further. So, except for this podcast. And, this podcast is fair game. Until then, you won't. Is that what I heard? Uh, well, up, up through uh, beginning yesterday, essentially beginning uh-huh. uh, yesterday, November twenty fifth through You're Christmas, keep it in. I will not not bitch about it. I'll just go along wow. with it. Uh, well, this is good because on the podcast you can get it all out because this won't be the first time we'll do some Christmas themed stuff throughout the month. Right, so right. You can get it all out on here, and uh, work, then she'll know how you really feel. Work out the poison, absolutely. <laughs> right. uh, which brings me to my next topic, which is Christmas music. Uh, which I for sure know this is where we differ. Um, my yeah. my my main point about Christmas music, and this is something that I come into uh, heated arguments about at work, um, where people will be like, oh, I love Christmas music. And I'm like, then how come you don't listen to it in July, motherfucker? Uh, if, you oh, li- wow. if you like music, then why don't you listen to it year-round, is my point. Mm-hmm. Now, I like metal. I listen to metal every fucking day of the year. I, I just mm. fucking love it. Uh, if Christmas music is your jam, why don't you listen to it every day, guys? Wait, hold on. Steven, hold on. Before you say anything, that's me dropping the notepad. <laughs> I was like, what was that? Are you okay? <laughs> All right. Christmas music. Yes. <clears throat> to me, I would say to that fact that, as I've said before, I, I, I attach certain movies to certain people I like to watch certain things with certain people at certain times. I, I attach um, pop culture, music, movies, and, and the like to um, to a season for this, right? So, like, obviously, I don't want to watch a, a Christmas movie or listen to Christmas music in March because I like to save it all up for the Christmas season. Uh, so much so that uh, for a movie, I would say that the night before... Uh, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies um, of all time, but especially the last few years. Um, when I saw it, I started watching it a whole lot around Christmas, and I almost watched it throughout this year, but I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait till Christmas so it means more. Okay. Because I want to wait. So I would argue that, but I also, um, in, my, in my search with regular music that I like to find random new stuff, I love to find random new Christmas music, and I pride myself on having um, a playlist full of some classic stuff, but I don't really keep those in my normal lists. I have like a slower um, kind of background music playlist as well. Uh, but like the music that I listen to, like I listen to a lot of alternative stuff. I listen to a lot of like interpretations of things, a lot of covers. Uh, this is all Christmas music. And um, some of them are like even like so distorted or so weird that Amanda doesn't listen to them. 
But I'm like, this is awesome, and it's about Christmas. Okay, all right. So I like to use my regular music to influence my Christmas music. Like, I'll, I like to find bands that I like and then to see if they've done a Christmas song or a Christmas album. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I told you the other week, I texted you that I started a playlist for you. Yes. And your reaction was kind of like, cool. <laughs> and, like, that's how I can see it. And so... Uh, it doesn't have very many songs on it right now because not many are fit for you, right? But yeah. uh, my my purpose was that I have a few like DJ remix things that have like a lot of scratching and stuff in them, so oh. I might dig that. Oh my god, my pants right? just flew off my body. Exactly. So I have like some cool ones, but they like bring in like Bing Crosby's lyrics or whatever, or, like him singing and stuff over that. Okay. So it's like cool. Uh, uh, but also I have some things that are like a little a little bit off the beaten path for Christmas music. Like I I also agree. I would say, because I, I would bet this is part of your point, that I don't like Christmas music being played, like, everywhere. Right. Uh, because the Christmas music that's played everywhere is awful. It's, like, the most generic crap. Yes, okay. And so I do agree that that is crap. Okay. I, that's Perfect. why I like to curate my own playlist, which I'm, I'm working on. I'm planning on sharing that with our audience. Uh, okay. But I have my playlist for you so far is titled Christmas List for My Best Grinch Friend Brent. Which now I can just change to Brinch. So that works. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it's curated specifically for you, but I have another list for everybody that I'll share eventually. Perfect, yes. That, that is so. something that we will release as we get further into the holiday mm. season. Um, but yes, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, my notes here for Christmas music is that it's repetitious, which it yep. is. Um, it's really the same, like, 20 or so songs that are repeated, covered by people. Um, I know Sia, the singer, just released a Christmas uh-huh. album. And it's oh, like, yeah. why? Uh, what? It has like 12 songs. Yes. And one of them is I Love Puppies or something like that, which yeah, that's I also love one. puppies. But yeah. why is this Christmas related? I love puppies. It's not a good song. <laughs> okay, you've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> My other note was uh, boring slash soul sucking. And I'm glad you brought up the, mm. um, the song by... Um, Bing Crosby, because that's exactly mm-hmm. what I was thinking for. Him and uh, Josh Groban, they just have these mm. voices that just like, Ooh, okay. why, why are you doing this? Like, Interesting. White people, stop it. Just pl- stop. White people, you've, you've done <laughs> enough for Christmas music. Let's leave it up to, if you want something soulful, uh, leave it to other other races to hurts. do it. This um, This hurts. No, okay. so Josh Groban, I got to refute that. Josh Groban, I'm with you. Awful, uh, generic to me. Okay. But uh, Bing Crosby to me, like in general for music, I love Bing Crosby. His voice to me is is different. But uh, I can I can kind of see what you're saying, uh, lumping them in together or not liking that whatever. But uh, I particularly like him a lot uh, for some of the songs that he's done and and, and everything. So okay. Um, I'd also like to say briefly. I don't have a lot to say about decorations, but to go back to that real quick, uh, we do decorate a whole lot. We like to put Christmas lights inside our house and all that stuff. Uh, kind of everywhere, but uh, we used to. We do not have any longer because we were in a smaller apartment, but when we had our big house in Broken Arrow that we used to have everybody over all the time, we used to have three Christmas trees. Oh, my God. Three what? Christmas trees. What? Two full-size, one half-size in our bedroom, but we had two trees, so one could be the green and red, <laughs> traditional, and one was the blue and white, snow time. Okay, like blue and winter. white. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes, Actually, we used to do that. We, we still have a bunch of stuff for that. I yeah. think... Um, 
Brandy actually texted Amanda on the the group text here mm. about what colors, and she recommended the the blue and white. If I remember I think she did, properly, yeah. okay. So that's why we got it, it. Yeah, because yeah, we 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 like like um, Amanda and I like just like the white lights, just like pretty plain. We don't really like the colored lights and stuff. Um, my dad does like uh, the really like old fashioned bright bulbs and stuff that he kind of grew up with, like the bigger bulbs or whatever. Sure. Uh, we like the smaller, um, just like clear lights. Yeah. Uh, so whenever you guys were talking about it, it's like we don't really gravitate towards multicolored, but you guys also don't seem to be like that Christmassy. So yeah, I think blue and white uh, is a good compromise until you mentioned the Jewish thing, which I think would be hilarious because sometimes people put stars like above their garages. Yeah. And I was like, I wish you would have just talked to that guy and been like, put a star up there. No, 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 not five-sided. Do like a six-sided one. <laughs> no big deal. Right. Well, it's funny because in, in our neighborhood, there's also a house like just one street over who has uh, one blue, one white, one blue, one white, like repeated. Mm, and yeah. I wanted to be like, oh, maybe they're Jewish. Maybe they're like, hey, maybe they, they can make it some matzo ball soup or whatever, you know, like yeah. something like that. But um, otherwise, we have nothing to offer. Um, but I, I, I feel what you're saying on the, the Bing Crosby thing. Like it's a, a classic song. It's been around since like what the, the fifties or sixties or whatever. So I, I can appreciate ideally, I can appreciate that that song's been around and it's a classic, um, Uh just like there's classic rock or classical music in general. Um, but yeah, Josh Groban, I'm sorry. Uh, we have to set you on fire and throw you, uh, (laughs) he's not my favorite. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I've seen him do some like, um, some like improv or whatever, and he was fine. Oh, I think he really? might have been on SNL or whatever doing some skits here oh, and there, yeah. and he was fine. But I'm sorry, sir, I've got no time for your music. Uh, we're gonna have to <laughs> let you go. Um, and my last note on the the Christmas music is: some people listen to it to get in the Christmas spirit. What are you doing that there's like? So much holiday shit you're doing. You're going shopping. You're decorating your house. You're decorating your tree. How much shit do you need to do to be able to get in the Christmas spirit that you're like, I also need to listen to this music uh, that is terrible and repetitious to be able to to get into all of that shit. Yeah. Um, it, it drives me insane, and I feel like I'm living in a world of crazy people. <laughs> Again, I would say it's it's the Christmas music that's around that you're probably hearing. And since you yes. don't really care for the whole season anyway, and especially yeah. the music, you're not going to seek anything out. So that's what I hope is like uh, the list that I made for you. I don't think you'll actually like those songs necessarily. I don't think it's like I'm torture? not making a list. Are you torturing me, Stephen? <laughs> but it's not that either. Okay. I'm not I'm not making a list for you to put on in your car that I really expect you to like really gravitate towards finally. I, I'm just like... I like to show that there's other music out there um, okay. that people might not have heard. And sometimes you'll hear it. Like, I'll recognize a random Christmas song that I've gotten or whatever or downloaded somewhere uh, in a store randomly. It's usually, like, younger stores um, that you'll hear that, like a younger soundtrack to. Uh, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff out there that people just don't hear. And so it's like, maybe I could throw some of your way that you can at least be like, well, it's not all shit. It's just all bad. <laughs> I would accept that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some stuff out there that I actually like, and I think you might dig. So, well, good. Uh, one song in particular, I will probably do a little segment on another episode. Uh, but it's by Tim Minchin, the comedian okay. um, singer that I had shown you and we talked about recently. Uh, but uh, he does a song called "White Wine in the Sun," and I heard the song a few years ago for the first time. And first off, that I like it is uh, he offers it to he offers like all the money to charity. I think every year, like all the money that um, for the purchase of that one song. 
Um, so that's really cool. But it's a song that's kind of like more akin to you and me. Um, like you had mentioned earlier, uh, you're an atheist. I, I would say I'm an agnostic uh, atheist. And But I really love this season. It has I used to be religious, but it has nothing really to do with that. I've always been kind of the same way that it's like about family and friends and, and the, those aspects of the season. But um, he kind of mentions that. He's also an atheist. And he talks about how it's like it's going back to your family and like different aspects. Like he didn't really like church. He doesn't really like these other aspects of religion, but he likes the spirit of the season. And so it really right. speaks to me. So sure. there's some songs out there too, that are more secularized than other ones. I said that word pretty well. I feel, uh, one beer better in. than I can say it. I didn't even <laughs> notice an issue with that. To be honest with you. So maybe it's fine, but he does some good ones. So I, I have some other songs too, that are a little more, uh, they're not anti-religious by any, by any stretch, but they are, they realize that there are other aspects to the season and that's what I gravitate towards as well. Sure. So like there's other stuff out there than just like, I, I don't really like a lot of the uh, quote unquote hymns that are played around this time a lot. Um, there's very few of those that I'll still play. Right. I like a lot of the more of the pop culture stuff than, than like religious stuff for those. So there's some other music out there on that realm too that I have. So sure. Sure. Um, there's actually, if you go back and listen to uh, episode 10 of our show where we talk mm-hmm. about, Cover songs and and the wet eyes of the elderly. Um, there's <laughs> still a, a great title. <laughs> there's a um, a series of cover uh, songs albums called uh, Pop Goes Punk. Um, oh yeah. And there's a an actual uh, album called Punk Goes Christmas, oh, where yeah. um, there are all these like uh, hard rock and punk bands that cover uh, Christmas songs, and one of them is um, the In Sync. Uh, uh, a cover oh, yeah. of the NSYNC uh, Merry Christmas Happy Holidays song uh-huh. by a band called Issues, which I love the band, and I bought the song, and I, I felt so gross for buying a Christmas song for, <laughs> for the longest time. Um, but we heard the actual like NSYNC song come on the other uh-huh. day when my wife and I were going grocery shopping, and she cranked it up, and she was like, and eh, that's enough. And I was like, oh, I mean, you can continue listening to the song. It doesn't bother me. She's like... No, it's just way too early for this. So that's not oh, even coming from me. I gave her an excuse <laughs> to go ahead and sync us like her all-time favorite band. Yeah. So um, I was gonna say you you probably heard that a lot. But yes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So so that's I mean, nice of her. I try not to, as a person, like shit on other people's stuff unless it's at work because I got to be there for eight nine fucking hours. <laughs> so I'm like, no, no Christmas shit, no. That's a good way to put that. That's funny. Whenever they turn on Christmas music at work, I'm like, oh, wait, I have a Christmas song real quick. And I let them turn down the radio, and then I, I throw on Goat Whore or uh, something like that, <laughs> Cannibal Decapitation. And uh, I'm like, does this song sound good to you guys? And it's just blast beats. And they're like, and, and what? Just, you know, yeah. So, um, Fantastic. But that is the, the first five of my, uh, my top ten reasons for why I don't like Christmas. Um, I can keep going, but we're going to end up running long. So I know this. Yeah, we can hold those off. That'd be fun to kind of keep this going another time. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll visit this more on subsequent episodes. So check back for that, uh, for reasons for why you can send me death threats on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> uh, feel free, I guess. I don't really care at this point. You know be amazing? Is if like people are just so obsessed with Christmas that we have like four listeners, but you get like thousands of death threats. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Hashtag Christmas That'd be threats. Amazing. Yeah, like people just like it just like goes viral, and people are like this fucking guy. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. More so than the other podcast with a similar name to us. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, so so let's move on to the the main topic, and the the main reason why we and our listeners are here. 
uh, one of the one of my top three favorite Christmas movies, uh, right on. which is in fact Die Hard, like you said, from 1988. Yep. And um, my top three favorite Christmas movies are Die Hard, Gremlins, and Iron Man Three. Yep. So, uh, and I realize choices. they are not about Christmas, but have Christmas kind of in the background, or mm-hmm. uh, that's the general time it it, uh, it takes place at. But um, th- this is my preference. I'm a I'm a big action movie guy, um, mm. so this is this is what I gravitate towards. Yeah. So we want. No, I think that's fine. There's a lot of stuff mm. out there that has Christmas kind of in the background, and those yeah. are also great movies. And even Die Hard, as I'm sure we'll discuss, uh, if it's a Christmas movie or not, it absolutely is. It is has a lot of Christmas in it, actually. But overall, the plot is not about that. It just no. takes place in the background, which no. is great. It's like a character into itself. I'm Bruce cool. Willis fights Santa Claus. Uh, he kills yep. many of his elves. And uh, then he fucks a reindeer. Uh, Ooh, wow. Spoiler alert. I was with alert. you up until that. <laughs> uh, it's for the whole family. <laughs> so uh, as soon as we finished with the podcast last weekend, um, we we started Die Hard, and I, I made some notes. I don't know if you mm-hmm. did the same or not. but Just a few. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's some, some things I wanted to, to go over there, but uh, before we, we jump into it, uh, like we said, it was uh, uh, released in 1988. Mm-hmm. And the director, John uh, McTiernan. Yep. You um, got it. He, I guess he directed Predator and yep. he directed, um, what else did he direct, Stephen? Uh, I'm trying to think. I actually saw this the other day that he directed Predator and Die Hard and something else in a stretch and they're all good. Yes. Uh, like yeah. Total Recall. No, it's not Total Recall, though. Something like that. It, it was like all a stretch. They were all amazing, great action movies and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now um, I only came up. And it was written by Stephen E. D'Souza and Jeb Stewart, which is a, yep. uh, a weird name, uh, Jeb. Uh, sounds yeah. like the, the name was uh, created when somebody had a cold, but whatever. <laughs> Jeb. His name is Jeb. Um, oh, it was uh, Hunt for the Red October. Hunt for the Red okay, okay. Those were like all in a row. He did uh, Last Action Hero. I guess. Yes. Okay. That, uh, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That seems like one that be. Yeah. You would that like. That movie yeah, was, was fucking fun. bizarre. Uh, oh, I know. I want to watch it again. It's been years and years. Yes, yeah. I, I want to revisit that and see how uh, how it stands up for me. <laughs> I remember seeing yeah, that as a child and be like, "Oh, this movie's not so bad." But I, I, I don't know if I'd watch it as an adult. I know. Just, yeah. I wonder. Just crawl at my own asshole or what? But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's done a lot of good stuff though. So was this movie, was this based on something or was this an original screenplay? Yeah. So I looked this up um, because I've I've known a little bit about it, but I looked it up and it's even crazier. Uh, So it's based on a book called Nothing Lasts Forever by Roderick Thorpe. And I read about all this and I put a note on here too that there are so many cool facts about this movie on the Wikipedia page that I don't want to go into all of them, but just go read about it and it's cool. And apparently there's some like commentary tracks and stuff you can listen to that are, that give a lot of details, but essentially uh, the book is the plot of this movie, but they just they changed the little details when they made it. But it was a sequel to a book that was made into a movie with Frank Sinatra back in like the '60s, and so they were contractually obligated to offer this role to Sinatra, and he was like in his '70s what? when Die Hard came out. Holy shit! <laughs> so they literally had to go to Sinatra and be like, "We," I, I assume the conversation was like, "You're obviously too old, but we are contractually obligated," and he said no. Uh, so then it was retooled apparently into a, uh, like a sequel to Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
<laughs> Holy shit, what? It's the weirdest story. Oh my god. It's like they bought this book and they were like, we don't know what the fuck to do with it. We're just gonna shop it around. So like they went to all these major stars, like and everybody turned it down, like Salone, uh, Harrison Ford. Uh, all these like major people from the 80s and at the time it's funny now to think back of like with Bruce Willis not being an action star like I can't yeah. even fathom that because he was in we Moonlighting so before right yeah so he was in that show Moonlighting which I've never seen uh, but he's just like a comedy oh my god or I'm so that. old oh my god do you like do you like Moonlighting I remember watching it? it when I was younger um, yeah I wasn't like transfixed it wasn't like appointment television for me when I was younger right. because I was just a kid <laughs> but uh, I remember seeing it yeah with yeah. him and uh, Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, I remember it being, like, around, but I feel like it was more, like, even, like, syndication or, like, you know, reruns and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, like, in my head, like, this came out when I was three years old, so he's always been an action star. Like, he did so much after this, too, Bruce Willis. So um, it was weird to think that, like, the studio didn't want him because he wasn't an action star and he wasn't a proven bankable star. And they kind of went into this movie, I guess, thinking, like, it wasn't going to do that well, and they got him, and they paid him, like, a shit ton of money, though, and, uh, you know, made the movie and it came out in July, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, like you said, oh, really? Christmas in July, right? Oh my God. And, and, and it like kind of got word of mouth and people were like, this is actually really good. And then, um, you know, became the juggernaut kind of that it was and, and people liked it a lot and it made really like really good money based on its budget, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of had a weird road with the book to what it is and everything. And, and, uh, we started watching just real quick. We started watching the second movie last night, uh, which I'm not as into as much as the first one, but um, it's also based on a book, but by a different author. And it just happens to, like, the second movie, you ever seen it before? Die Hard 2, Die Harder? I, I think so, but I, I don't remember it. Wait, is that okay. the one with Sam Jackson in it? No, that's the third one, Die okay. Hard with a Vengeance. I, I, yeah, I like that one. And so this one, what, I watch two sometimes around Christmas because it also takes place on Christmas Eve, like the next year or something. <laughs> but it's, it's at an airport. Okay. They're at... Um, they're at, uh, God, like Dulles or something like that. It's in D.C. I can't remember what it was. And his wife is, like, circling the airport trying to land, and he's waiting for her, and he, like, uncovers this terrorist plot, and the planes are running out of fuel, but they can't land because the terrorists have, like, control of the runways and everything. And so that's, like, this, the plot of this book is, like, the plot, like, a whole random book about a cop who's at an airport, and his wife is in a plane, and he's trying to fight these terrorists, which clearly sounds like a sequel to Die Hard. And so they're like, they just bought a whole other book and they just made it a sequel to Die Hard. So <laughs> it's like a weird mishmash of things. It's just so bizarre to me. How That is fucking strange, man. Yeah. So I'll, that was a long-winded thing to explain all that. But I think it's so fascinating to think of how we got here with these two movies that are just like, you know, kind of random action movies. There's not a whole lot to them, but right. two different series of books and there you go. So, <laughs> um, so to go through the uh, cast... Briefly, real quick, uh, we have Bruce Willis as John McClane, uh, which is just, by the way, an excellent name. Uh, I know it's so simple and everything, but it, it works so well, and now everybody knows. Like, we have my work. We have uh, the little ceiling tiles are missing on some parts. or like, pushed up because they were doing some work in our ceilings, whatever. And every time I'm like, I randomly, every couple weeks, I'll just be like, man, I'm waiting for John McClane to just stick his head down there. Just be like, crawling <laughs> around up. <laughs> I just always expect it. McClane's up there. <laughs> good name to always throw out. Right. Uh, Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. Oh, uh, my God. This was fantastic. Incredible. Yes. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I know this actress, but I never knew her name until the last few years, and it cracks me up. Uh, mm -hmm. Bonnie Bedelia as Holly Gennaro McLean. Uh, fucking Reginald Vell Johnson. 
my favorite. I've actually got a note on my my notes here that he is my all-time favorite TV dad. Like, if I can oh, have any fantastic. fictional character adopt yeah. me, Reginald Vol Johnson as Carl yeah. Winslow on Family Matters would be it. He I is miss Family incredible. Matters so much. He oh, me incredible. too. Me too. Um, wow. I grew up with a lot of African-American-based shows between Family Matters and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Martin. Oh, yeah. Where oh, yeah. I, it's yeah. just like, I that is, uh, that is my normal. So mm-hmm. um, every time I go to see my family for... A holiday, I'm just like, why aren't you guys African American? <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Um, but uh, uh, my God, Reginald Vell Johnson is uh, my all time favorite TV dad. Um, there's actually a comic called Invincible, uh, where mm-hmm. there's a a school that the lead character, uh, lead character Mark Grayson, goes to is called Reginald Vell Johnson High School, and the principal oh there is uh reginald phil johnson he's the principal there and it is hilarious i love it so much um yeah yeah it's great family matters is fantastic um he weirdly um the actual look of him too like the the balding head and the beard and stuff Mm -hmm. um he always reminded me of like a black version of my dad Uh, oh my god holy shit (laughs) you see right holy shit yes (laughs) and they have like 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 parts of their personalities are similar to me uh, and I've always just because thought, he like, always tells you go home Steve <laughs> go home go home go home well that's the main characteristic obviously that he reminds me of holy shit that was funny uh, but yeah so I've always liked that uh, he was always great as Carl uh, he's always Carl to me Carl Winslow yeah. uh, from that but uh, yeah he plays uh, Sergeant Al Powell on this and he's phenomenal in this movie he is oh so my good God, so good in this and i i feel like i mean he's a cop again but so i feel like it's just carl essentially uh there is I, one of the henchmen the main henchman of uh, alan mickerman is named carl with a k and i can't call him that he's just henchman because you know reginald Vel, Vel johnson is carl to me yes uh but yeah he he's awesome in this role um i love their their rapport on the on the walkie talkies and everything um so much um, I like how he supports John and all this stuff. Like, all their dialogue is great. Yeah, his character is fantastic. Yes. Uh, yeah, he really is. Um, he's Once that, that part of the movie kicks in, I'm like, okay, now this is a movie. Now this is, <laughs> this is entertainment. Because it's, it's really the, the back-and-forth repertoire between John McClane and um, Al that yeah. it, it really cements for me. Um, yeah. Like, the, the movie is good up to that point, but then it just kicks into overdrive yeah, once Al comes in. It's awesome. In. Plus... Uh, He's introduced at that convenience store, getting like all of the Twinkies. Yes. <laughs> and that guy at the register is like, yeah. He's like, they're for my wife. Yeah, sure. And he's just like, bag it. And then he puts <laughs> his change. He still puts his change like in the uh, like the whatever like for needy kids, or whatever. Need- yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah, he's a good guy. He, yes. he even does it kind of like, mm. yeah. But he still doesn't say anything. He's just like a dude, a good dude. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. Um, I, I like to think in my head canon that this is a prequel to Family Matters. Like, he Ooh. went through all of this shit, and then he's like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Witness protection. I'm moving to wherever <laughs> Family Matters takes place. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, uh, live my life from there. So that's I how I, I choose to see it. Yeah, I dig that. Because uh, they kind of, you know, obviously, I guess we could say spoilers for this entire review as well. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, it's from 88, so get fucking with it. Um, uh, but, uh, I, I agree with that because there's a part in this, this episode where, uh, or this episode, there's a part of this movie where he talks about 
this traumatic experience he had where he shot a kid and how he's not like a cop in the field and everything like that. Like yeah. it all kind of fits. Like I know, I don't know what he does, I guess, in, in Family Matters, but it kind of fits that he's like, he lived the hard life of a cop. Then he witnessed the explosions at Nakatomi, uh, Nakatomi Plaza. Then he went into witness protection and mm-hmm. started a TV show called Family Matters. Well, in Family Matters, if you remember, if you go back to the first season, he's actually a child sniper. (laughs) (laughs) You almost had it. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was fantastic. (laughs) That's what one shot will do. Yes, uh, I should say uh, we reset with our uh, renewed drinks. I took another shot of Fireball whiskey. Um, Can they sponsor the show? I feel like at this point we deserve a sponsor. We're 20 episodes in. Fireball whiskey. Holler at your boy. Uh, We need a we need a sponsor. Uh, But I I took a shot, Stephen. What what do you have to drink right now? Uh, I just got an Angry Orchard uh, hard apple cider. Uh, Okay. It's what we had in the fridge, and it sounds really good, and it's refreshing, so... Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I love uh, Angry Orchard. I like pretty much any beer cider, um, mm. so uh, you can't go wrong at that yeah, point. they're all good, man. Yes, absolutely. They're all good. So should we uh, start uh, ripping into this movie? Yeah, go for it. And by ripping into, I mean uh, in a good way. I don't mean... I was going to say, I don't hate it. it. No, 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 yeah. it's no. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, there was an episode of Friends where uh, yeah. jo- Joey rented two copies of Die Hard. <laughs> I love that part so much. <laughs> um, and there's a good reason for it. It's a fantastic yeah. movie. It's why great. fuck it? Uh, why fucking why fuck waste it? the time to... Why, why, why fuck a VHS copy of this movie when you can just... Um, uh, watch it twice in a row. I know it's yeah. not an issue for us in the digital age. Sure. But uh, back in the day, you had to like take a movie out, be kind, rewind, put it in the v- <laughs> VHS rewinder. My dad actually had a a car-centered VHS rewinder when that was a thing. Yeah. And it would actually rewind the tape while you're on to the next blockbuster movie. And oh, by man. Bo- by Blockbuster. <laughs> by blockbuster I mean movie that was a blockbuster in the um, what? at the place? What are, the yeah the blo- blockbuster video <laughs> oh my god so anyway die so hard. This, this episode cements that I will never be able to run for political office uh, <laughs> Stephen I wish you luck uh, I will be there to vote for you uh, oh, but kind. I cannot uh, I cannot actually run so I secede my position to you. Good luck with the uh, uh, whatever race. What what are we on? What are we at? We're at twenty seventeen. <laughs> what day is it? The twenty. Uh, yeah, I'm running for twenty twenty office. Obviously, I think this is the drunkest I've been for a podcast. Well, and we're it's just good times. With, we just go with it happen. So, whenever you're watching Die Hard, were you uh, drinking as well? No. Well. Uh, I don't think so. Not certainly not as hard as I am now. I might have had a beer, <laughs> but uh, you had one beer to watch the movie, yeah. but three shots and a beer to to talk about it. To talk about it. And I like that. I like this plan. And no food. I it seems. No, I've now moved I, on to my to my mixture of Coke and uh, Fireball whiskey. Excellent. And uh, I can't imagine it's gonna get worse. Smash cut <laughs> to it getting much worse. So. Um, 
I've got a list of notes here as we yeah. progress through the plot. I was writing down things as we were re-watching the movie. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I want to point out is uh, for Moody's... <laughs> for Moody's. <laughs> for movies from back in the day, for the most part, like, hairstyles don't bother me. Like, if it's something from the 70s or whatever, that's just, like, the period or, or, or what have you. Yeah. Um, for this, Holly... John's wife, her hair is 80s as fuck. Like, yeah. her hairs could not get any more 80s if it tried. <laughs> like, I cannot get over it. I So I, I saw Die Hard when I was younger. I probably shouldn't have. Um, mm. It's not that there's, like, a lot of uh, TNA or um, there's, there's aggressive of, violence. There's some Yeah, coconut. Yeah. There's some T's in there. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> But her hair, upon rewatching it last year, we actually watched this. Uh, by the way, real quick, as an aside, we <laughs> rewatched uh, Die Hard last year. Um, uh-huh. And we rewatched uh, Die Hard, Gremlins, and maybe a third movie, maybe Home Alone mm-hmm. last year on Christmas Day because we only had one family to visit on Christmas Day. No, okay. And my <laughs> wife and I made a date of it, and we yeah. just sat down, watch the movies, relaxed. It was fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, right on. So what we're talking about, so well, we watched Die Hard last year, yes. and I could not let go of how 80s Holly's hair was. Yes. Like, there was no no bones about it. Uh, this was <laughs> not. This movie did not take place in the 70s. It did not take place in the 90s. It no. firmly takes place in the 80s. Um at a certain point when I was like, uh, when I was watching the movie and I saw Hans Gruber threaten to kill Holly, I was like, you should probably just do it because her <laughs> hair, I mean, it's just, just, just do it, it's man. It's that bad. But I, I Googled Bonnie uh, mm-hmm. Bedelia, and if you do that, you can see some like normal hairstyles for mm-hmm. her. And she's a very pretty woman, but there's something about the ha- 80s hairstyle it's, where it's just like It's like the decorous. perm. Yeah, yeah, it was like oh, everywhere, yeah. and it's so yes. big. Like I remember that. I feel like this was the first um, kind of like hairstyles that I remember from my childhood. Is, is that like big '80s perm uh, that like my mom did? I I remember like we had a a neighbor who was a hairstylist, and she would do all the ladies' hair like at my like wherever anybody's house, but at my house, and it would smell like that perm solution as well. <laughs> yes, and it's yeah. awful. It's like burning hair. It's yeah. so gross. Uh, but yeah, it was everywhere, and it's not a good look for pretty much anybody. Yeah, uh, it's not you. a good smell at all. Um, no, it's not a good smell, not a good look. <laughs> as um, my <laughs> wife can attest, I have a terrible sense of smell. Mm. So uh, it's not that it's uh, non-existent. Um, like I will occasionally smell something and be like, oh my God, somebody burning tires? And she'll be like, no, I mean, it's just like lilacs out here. And it's <laughs> like, oh, okay. So, so it's like... <laughs> It's like if your vision is bad and you have to wear contacts, but you don't put the contacts in or wear glasses, and it's, everything's blurry. I've got a blurry sense of smell. So interesting. Um, That's all. I like that blurry sense of smell. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I think it began when, uh, when I was younger, and my mom and my aunts were doing um, perms at mm. my grandmother's house. I was like, oh, this smell smells like garbage and death and decay. So I guess I'm just going to live as a hobo on a train (laughs) station. And I'll see you guys later. Peace out. (laughs) 
I guess that's it. That's the end. That's it. I think but, this is the drunkest I've been on the show. I'm in sorry. conclusion, it's a bad smell and a bad look. <laughs> right. <laughs> point I think two. Point number two. <laughs> my notes. Are... So, there. Did you have something else you were going to say? Uh, don't worry about it. Go for it. I'm. I'll be honest with you. I'm not capable of worrying about anything at this point. Well, we can do a freewheeling conversation, but I don't have any notes. I have like one note down. I've so got I, a whole list a of bunch. notes here. My only note is whenever uh, you meet Holly at her yes. office, and she goes into her office, and she passes her secretary, and her secretary is obviously pregnant. She has, like, a big belly. Yeah. And she says, they're having the holiday party, and she the Christmas party, and she's like, hey, do you think the baby would mind a little champagne? And Holly <laughs> responds, that baby's ready to tend bar. <laughs> And everybody's <laughs> fine with that. I don't remember that. Nobody at all. flinches to this line, okay? Probably because I was three quarters of a way <laughs> into a beer at this point. It's like so quintessentially eighties to me that they're just like, yes. "Oh, are, yeah. are you okay with one sip of champagne? You've had so much alcohol, your baby's ready to tin bar. Yeah. That's fantastic." And everybody well, like, in- was like, "Let's put that in this movie." Yeah, back in the 80s, people were like, uh, I think I've got AIDS. Ah, just pour some uh, alcohol on it. It'll be fine. They didn't know pour some whiskey they didn't, on it. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't have know. the internet. They didn't know. No. Yeah. So, oh my God, this thing keeps flying all over the place. Uh, another note I've got is the cassette tape plays a Run DMC Christmas song. Yes. Because, of course, it, it takes place around Christmas. Yep. And Argyle. Holy shit. I Argyle. love Argyle. Might be my favorite character did in you, this movie. Did you see his real name? Is yes. Devereaux White? But did you see how it's spelled? <laughs> that is the yeah. longest name, man. Devereaux. D-E apostrophe. Apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're classy. V-O-R-E-A-U-X. Which is, I think that's all 26 letters of the yeah. alphabet. I don't that's know. Pretty good. I've had way too much to drink at this point. <laughs> but he's great. I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything else. I don't know who that yes. kid is, really, but he's great in this role, so I'll take that. On on uh, <clears throat> on Argyle, um, he's my favorite character in this, this whole show. He's so, like, he doesn't have shit to do. Like, I think yeah. in, the, in the movie, if I remember correctly, and I will be honest with you, my brain is not so... Uh, uh, Working good? Uh, yes. <laughs> At this point, so uh, it's not reliable at this point at all. Yep. Um, so I'm going to take his word for it that this is his first day on the job. Yeah. And that um, he doesn't know how things work. He drops off John McClane at Nakatomi Tower, and he says, uh, I'll just wait for you to get out. He yep. goes into the parking garage and just hangs out for a bit. Um, he, oh shit, I can't see my notes. He plays this Run, Run DMC song, yeah. which is great. I've heard it before, but I just didn't realize that it was part of this movie. Even though I literally saw this less than a year ago because yeah. I watched this movie on Christmas Day. Um, he plays a song, and I love it. I, I love Run DMC to begin with. Excellent. But um, I love that uh, the music plays a role in him getting to be able to drop off John yeah. McClane at this point. Uh, that's one of the songs that I put on your playlist, by the way. Because I, oh, really? I figured you would like that song out of Christmas Song. That's an awesome one. Um, and it also plays a, a big part in um, 
the night before as well, which is oh, really? uh, why okay. I want you to watch that movie. Uh, okay. And I would love to, again, I'm trying to figure it out. If, I, if there's any chance we can come up there and watch that together, that'd be really fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, that's a great song. And um, that was on the um, 80s, a very special Christmas album. Do you know those albums? They like sell them for charity no, and stuff. Uh-uh. No. <clears throat> okay, they're really cool. I think it's for, it's, it's called a very special Christmas. I think it's for like the special Olympics or something like that. But um, there's a few of them throughout the throughout the years, whatever. But there's one in particular that's from like around this period, like '88. That's it has like a red cover. I can picture it. It was a Christmas CD that we had on repeat for like decades in my family's house, and I still love it. But that song is on there, and it's a great song. So very happy that it's in this film as well. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Are those words? <laughs> so um, as we. As we were <laughs> re-watching this movie, my wife Brandy uh, pointed out that uh, she doesn't like that John McClane is barefoot, and I'll I'll mention this. Ooh, my I wife does not does not like bare feet. I don't know if that's Ooh. a specific phobia. I'm yeah. assuming that that it is, but she does not like feet. Uh, she doesn't like if you show her your foot in a shoe. She just does not like it. She would prefer that everybody, including her, has just a nub. Like if you have your foot shaved off and we all just walked on on nubs, that would be the the perfect life for her. So that's a little strange, but yes. Uh, I was gonna say, does she make you wear like shoes in bed? But even shoes, all of it, she just doesn't want any of it. She just wants them lopped well, off. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm not a fan of feet myself, but mm-hmm. I don't have a phobia of it. Yeah. Uh, but when I read comics, uh, I don't like if a character design includes open-toed shoes of any sort. Mm. I'm just like, mm, why do that? Just put yeah. a, a closed-toed shoe on it. I mean, it's easier um, to draw. It is. Uh, and I think that's <laughs> where I approach everything. Um, <laughs> my, my ideal comic is a... A comic where uh, a character shows up in just a non-existent background. Uh, maybe they're dead. I don't know. Uh, but that's, and, that's everything. And closed-toed shoes and mittens, so there's no yes. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And hor- all the horses are dead. Uh, artists hate drawing horses. Horses are garbage. Um, I would say I, I specifically love... I, I get her, her phobia or whatever about this, but uh, mm-hmm. I specifically love this whole storyline, though, because... They they make it work in a really good way where it's it's a it's an issue for him that he yes. is running around yeah, without absolutely. shoes on like he tries yeah. to get shoes from the terrorists uh, they shoot out glass and he gets glass in his feet and it's all disgusting and all this stuff but it's like obviously a, a big deal to him that he's running around without <laughs> shoes on uh, oh and I like that because there's a reason for it though he he meets that guy in the plane on the way there who. Uh, tells him about uh, taking his shoes off and using his feet and doing fists with his toes uh, on the carpet, okay. and that yeah. helps him to uh, get over jet lag and stuff. And so he does that while he's like getting ready, yes. and then everything yeah. goes to shit. So I really like like the way it plays out. It all feels actually really not maybe not natural, but it it, it works. You know, it makes sense. So that was at the point that my wife covered her face because she <laughs> hates feet. She has a feet phobia. I don't know what that's called, but that's what she has. Um, uh, yeah, I so I so I totally missed that part of it on the rewatch, but yes, you are you're certainly correct. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I want to certainly talk about Hans Gruber, played yes. by Alan Rickman, <clears throat> who is Fantastic. one of the, the greatest villains of all time. Yeah. Um, and on the rewatch, because I was probably drunk. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert: 
Um, I do like to drink on the weekends, uh, maybe to excess. Um, Hans Gruber is one of the best 80s uh, action adventure villains yeah. of all time. Oh, he's fantastic. He's so good. My Actually, my, my first... My, Probably my first experience with Hans Gruber, or I'm sorry, Alan Rickman. <laughs> this life, man. <laughs> this life is not uh, not for me. Um, Alan Rickman. He uh, probably my first experience with him was in Die Hard, but I saw it when mm-hmm. I was so young, back in 1988, that um, I don't recall him. Yeah. So my first like actual like uh, presence of him being recognized is in uh, the movie Dogma by Kevin Smith. Oh yeah. Um, where he plays yeah. an, an angel and he doesn't have genitalia <laughs> yeah. and he cannot imbibe alcohol. Um, oh, and so, so that is my like starting point for yeah. Alan Rickman. Oh, he's great in that beyond, role too. Oh my God. He's so great. Yeah. Uh, beyond Alan Rickman or anything like that. Oh wait, behind, behind, <laughs> behind Hans Gruber. <laughs> this podcast is, is this even a podcast? <laughs> I feel like we're just talking. Yeah, um, that's the point. <laughs> he uh, and as Hans Gruber, um, he just steal the sh- steals the show yep. from Bruce Willis. This is like, I feel like this is when um, uh, Bruce Willis was going from television on uh, whatever that TV show is <clears throat> that we mentioned earlier, Moonlighting, yep. uh, to action movies. Um, this was his transition, but Alan Rickman was like, hey. I'm here, son. Yeah. I'm ready for you, bro. This was, yeah, one of the facts I wrote down is this is his first feature film, Alan Rickman. This is his oh, de- really? debut film. Isn't that wow. insane? I, I am actually surprised by yeah. that. Yeah, I would have expected him to be like a long time like film. I know it. Journey. I think, I mean, he was, uh, I don't know how old he was when he filmed this, but I, I think he was on, on stage and he was in other things, whatever, in England or whatever. Yeah. But uh, to be a, still, still like a first film, like he blows us out of the park. Sure, that works. Knocks us out of the yeah. park and blows us out of the water. Both of those things. <laughs> and it's awesome. He's so good at it. Uh, he's creepy. He's calculating. He's uh, diabolical. He's the, the best part of the movie is when he affects a fake American accent. I know. And yeah. Yes, and he, he says, yeah, I'm just a, a guy that's trapped in here. And I totally forgot about that from yeah. the last year's rewatch. Uh-huh. Um, guys, I have a problem. Uh, I've got a drinking <laughs> problem. I don't remember any of this stuff. And um, well, I read about that too. That was another one of the facts. Is that uh, that wasn't in the script at first, but what? Uh, it was until they learned that he actually has a convincing American accent, and he totally does. Uh, oh, absolutely! But that scene is great because he—I love whenever Bruce Willis finds him and he's just like, ah, ah, "Don't shoot me." Like, it's all very, like, it's not, like, over the top. It's very Alan Rickman, though, and it works really well. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But he does oh, it really man. well, yeah. Um, my favorite part is when Gruber talks about Mr. Uh, Tagagi, where he uh-huh. says, this is the literal quote. <laughs> the literal quote is, he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that like a, the other night, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, such a clunky bit of dialogue, but it, it really cracks is. me up so much that it stayed in there. Yeah. Who will be joining us for the rest of his life? It's and he like, says it so menacingly, like, for the rest of his life. Yeah, because like <laughs> it could just be like, who will be joining us? Because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't really make any sense. It's like, uh, well, yeah, because he's not here anymore. Yeah. I like uh, it. So, um... Uh, 
beyond that, um, I think my favorite scene is the elevator shaft slash vent scene. I, I think you've where, said everyone is your favorite scene, by the way. Just throwing it out there. I'm cool Steven, with that. Steven, you're my favorite scene. Um, so the, the shaft slash vent scene in Die Hard is incredible. So Shaft. We've got, <laughs> that's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Um, Hans the, <laughs> That is my favorite scene by far because it's just Bruce Willis trying to figure out how the fuck to survive. Yep. And as we've stated before, he's barefoot. Mm. He tried to put on some terrorist shoes, but they were way too small yeah. for him because, as we know, he's got big feet, therefore a huge cock. Oh, yeah. And um, he that, can't that survive That a big otherwise. role. It, um, when he's crawling through the vent, uh, his dick gets caught. He can't go very far or very fast, yeah. you know, because he's dragging that along. That, that's a big part his, of the plot. His dick is played by Clancy Brown, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. And um, he, he gets caught. I mean, big it's role. just way too big, way yeah. too big. It's it, Bruce Willis is six feet tall. Oh, man. His dick, seven feet tall. Oh, shit. So it's it's a real thing. It's uh, He took it to the Oscars one year. <laughs> <laughs> they wore matching tuxedos. Hey, yo, this is my dick. <laughs> Um, but that scene is uh, fantastic. Yeah. He uses the gun to uh, hold himself in the elevator shaft, mm. and it's just so tense. Like even no matter how many times you've seen that scene, it's it's very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know where to that's, go from here, Stephen. Yeah. Well, you've got words. Uh, what I was going to say, one of my favorite lines from um, Hans Gruber. Yes. Is, uh, I don't remember, it's one of my favorites, I guess. I'm sorry, I'm going to ruin it a little bit, but it's something to the effect of, uh, ho, 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 motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that at all. It's either that or Merry Christmas, but I think it's ho, ho, ho. Because he's, you know, that's the little Christmas touches that I like in this movie. The music, not only like in the background, the Christmas music, but they they even put it into the score where they'll like Mm -hmm. take like a Christmas song or like a, a hymn and kind of weave it in there or whatever. Uh, but, you know, he... Or her. Or her. <laughs> he sends that one terrorist he killed down, and he writes ho, ho, ho on a shirt. Uh, yes, yeah. And stuff like that. Like, like, And he has, like, a Christmas hat on, I think, at that point, too, the, the terrorist, the dead one uh, as well. But, yeah, at one point, I think it's whenever Hans Gruber is, like, revealing himself uh, to be who he really is after he's said he's, like, this, you know, guy that's just caught there or whatever. And he yeah. pulls the gun on it. I think it's then he's like, ho, 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 motherfucker. And the yeah. way he says it just cracks me the fuck up. I love it so much. Yeah, because he's not German at all. <laughs> he's British. Like, you can clearly tell. Yeah. Um, one of my notes here is uh, Argyle talks on the phone while music plays super loud. Like, anytime <laughs> it cuts back to Argyle, which is a weird name, right? Yep. Like, oh, it's yeah. a type of, like, pants or whatever. Uh, I know this is a sweater. Argyle sweaters. There you go. Oh, my God. Steven, that's what Drake Mallard wears in Darkwing Duck. <laughs> it that's, all that's my comes back to Darkwing Duck. I've got three trifectas. I've got Darkwing Duck. I've got Ninja Turtles. I've got Spider-Man. That's yep. that's it. That's everything that encompasses that's this. That's a good my combo. Life. Also, my wife, I guess. Brandy, she can be in there. You. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> um, no, I love her very much. So, Argyle, he talks on the phone while music is blaring in the phone, and it cuts back to him like mm. several times where he's like in the back of the limo, just like talking. He's got sunglasses on, he's got stunner shades. He's talking on like a big brick phone, and because uh, that's what we had back yep. in the 80s. Oh, when yeah. That was a thing. 
Those things were awesome. Um, it was like a Zach Morris phone from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so, I'm so excited. I'm so, so that's what, scared. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? It was uh, um, uh, some kind of pills that Jesse had. She was taking speed, like, basically. But yeah, like diet pills. Diet pills. That's what it was. Yeah. Diet, diet pills. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a traumatic scene for all of us. Yes, oh Say by God. the bell, man. Oof. Oof. Welcome to Say by the Bell talk uh, <laughs> slash Let's talk uh, about stuff. I would have that podcast one hundred percent. Absolutely. Let's go one Fuck episode yes. at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, well, he only he exclusively talks on the phone when. Um, the loud music, loud 80s music is playing uh, outside of him. He's talking on the phone to one of his honeys. And I, I don't even know how that works. I, To be honest with you, it's 2017. I would be offended if somebody called me. Um, I know I've had to call you in the <laughs> yeah. past, like since we've started the podcast, just because I had a lot of information to relay. Yeah. I would have preferred to be able to text it to you, but I just did not have time, um, so I've called you, and I have immediately apologized for I know. having to call you. It's weird uh, for our generation. I even feel like if I have to call you, I'm gonna be, I'll am gonna i text you and say, hey, I'm going to call you later. Yes. That's yeah. why I'm calling you, so you're not like, <laughs> yeah. this is an emergency, or like, what the fuck is Steven doing? Like, yeah. Either way, yeah. I would throw my my phone in the broiler of our stove and be like, I don't know what's happening. Steven has obviously been it? possessed by, by aliens. I do not trust whoever this guy is who says he's Steven. <laughs> Fuck right. this guy. Yeah. Um, beyond that, uh, we do have, in this movie, in Die Hard from 1988, we do have one of the classic all-time catchphrases of this movie, which is, in fact, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Yes. Which is really just a throwaway line, but it's, it's something that has persisted, and yeah. it is, it's just so classic. Yep. Every time I watch this movie now, um, for the past two years, I'm just like, he's he's saying it as he's like ducking into an elevator, and he it's just like a nonchalant yeah. line. It's not like it's a close-up of his face or anything, it's just literally a throwaway line, and it's... Yeah. It's just perfect. I, it is perfect. I like that it doesn't feel like a um, – it feels like a line that we actually got to take as a society watching the movie and, like, elevate as opposed to a line the studio, like, ran by, you know, multiple writers and they did, like, test screenings on and they're like, we need a catchphrase. Like, yeah. it just feels like a natural catchphrase. That's that's fantastic as well, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh... – I don't know how it came to be. Yeah. I don't know if it's Adelaide or if it's though. written in the script, but whatever it is, thank you, Die Hard. That whoever wrote that, you deserve all the blowjobs. Thank you. <laughs> even if you're a lady, even if you're a lady. Yep. You get blown. So, um, you're welcome. There is a certain certain point in this movie where one of the henchmen of Hans Gruber gets kneecapped, mm. and it is graphic. AF, Man. or as the kids say, as fuck, Whoa. Um, where that is one of the most torturous types of shootings that you can have. And uh, then if you Yes. If you want to shoot me in the femur, go right ahead. I know there's a main uh, artery that runs through there. Worth That's it. fine. Just don't shoot me in the kneecap because you are fucked. There's literally nothing you can do at that Ooh, point. Yeah, that sounds pretty awful now that I think about it. Um, it it's something that my wife pointed out. Yep. Um, his knees were just blown out. There's no... You might as well just like crawl yourself off 
of the building mm-hmm. at the Nakatomi Tower uh, because life is not going to get better for you. It's just going to be disappointing. Well, uh, you do know that one of the henchmen, that, that henchman that got shot in the knees uh, became RoboCop. This is a, a prequel to RoboCop. What? <laughs> That's how it was. It wasn't a cop. It was uh, a terrorist who uh, went through some surgeries and then became a cop. That's that's the story of RoboCop. Stephen, have I told you that this is one of my favorite things? Just making connected universes out of apparently connected universes. Both of one of our favorite things. <laughs> okay, great. This is great because I do like to put in my head canon that all Nicolas Cage movies are uh, part of the same thing. Oh wow. Um, I it's, like it's that just theory. like one one character that uh, goes through all of the shit. Yeah. Um, Ghost uh, Ghost Rider. Um, uh, whatever the the movie that takes place in um, South Asia. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? What is this? He's Steven? done a lot of stuff. Nick Cage. I don't know. He's done a lot. But I like I like to think yes. of uh, Ghost Rider, National Treasure, and yes, uh, yeah, and and the guy who was in Peggy Sue Got Married. Fantastic movie, by the way. Uh, are all connected. What's the one that takes place in Vegas? <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas? Yes. Is it that one? Yes, that one. Yeah, that's, that's, that might be the one that kicks it off. Yeah. Uh, but everything from there is all connected. Man, I like this plan. I have to see about yep. this. No, I do like this overall. I, I like to make uh, random connections that are, that are goofy. Uh, it's fun to think about. I'm with you there. Uh, what is it? Is it uh, uh, Bang High Dangerous or something like that? Are those words that well not Banghai, Banghai, <laughs> Bangkok, Bangkok, Bangkok dangerous? A, yeah, that's, that's the one you were talking about. Yeah, the South Asian, Bangkok dangerous. <laughs> the way that was distorted and the way you said it reminded me of uh, which I mean, and I love to do this broadcasting from a porta potty in Broken Arrow. <laughs> do you remember that? I think we've mentioned that before. Yes, yeah, from one hundred six point nine. You did it like perfectly right there, though. That was great. I don't like to brag, but uh, Stephen, I did go to American Broadcasting well, School, hey. uh, and obviously, n- uh, negative <laughs> percent of it shows on uh, on this podcast. The first lesson was like, "Don't get drunk before a show." You're like, "I'm out." <laughs> What's the point? What's the point otherwise? So I, uh, that was one of the things. You're not supposed to get drunk on the air, yep. but fuck it, podcast is a thing. Um, maybe people like this probably not I apologize to you Stephen as a human for losing followers and oh, uh, if we lose followers from this I don't care I've been dead this is, <laughs> this is the best episode over so far so it's good so on uh, Die Hard yeah one of the things is there's <laughs> a a black nerd president president I was like what a, a black nerd president <laughs> Where um, I called him in my mind Baxter Stockman, which from oh. the old school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics, uh, mm-hmm. Baxter Stockman is in fact a black guy, not the white guy from the uh, animated television series back from 1986. He's a black guy who is super smart. Okay. So in my mind, this is Baxter Stockman. That's cool. Prequel. Wait a from- second. Yeah. So oh. now you're saying that Die Hard and Ninja Turtles are a connected universe because I am totally on board with that. Yes, yes. Uh, if you've ever seen any of the, Holy uh, shit. I think Paramount uh, or Nickelodeon mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ninja Turtle movies, the Michael Day, uh, Michael Day, Michael Bay produced mm-hmm. movies, um, Die Hard is a prequel to it. Um, that mm-hmm. guy from um, from this movie goes on to uh, <laughs> be Baxter Stockman in this movie. Anyway. <sighs> <laughs> 
So took a lot out of you. It did. It really did. Um, so they are hacking into Nakatomi Tower to steal bearer bonds. And I will, um, mm. I will remind our viewers that if you have ever listened to the Hideous Energy podcast, um, they, the host of that show, okay. Austin and David, could not remember what I did for a day job. Uh, so they called me a duck banker, which is accurate. Um, I do do banking in my day job, but. Um, not necessarily duck banking, but for the purposes of keeping continuity the same, I am, in fact, a duck banker. <laughs> and Mr. McDuck, um, you may know him as Scrooge McDuck. Mm. He's one of my highest vested clients. Oh, wow. Um, and I don't mean to uh, disparage his name. Mr. McDuck is a high-priority client. Yep. He, he knows what he's talking about, and I have the utmost respect for him. If you've not seen the new DuckTales uh cartoon show you should um he has some incredible investment strategies in there oh, wow. didn't realize but oh my god steven you need to get with the time yeah sorry um so the, the people at nakatomi tower they want to hmm. infiltrate and um gain bearer bonds <laughs> from nakatomi <laughs> tower which is not actual money it's it's something that you would be able to then put in your name and then invest and at a certain point, um, uh, the the guy, uh, what's his name, Hans Gruber, he says, we'll be able to earn 20% while we're laying out on the beach mm-hmm. somewhere, um, which seems like it's an investment-based strategy. Yep. So, I'd, like, why wouldn't you just steal money? Like, what kind of criminal are you yep. to where you're just like, I'm going to steal this and then be able to invest it elsewhere and get 20%. I mean, twenty percent is great for right now for twenty seventeen, but <laughs> like maybe you could just steal actual money, you know? Like why why focus on Nakatomi Tower? Are you saying that their plan is a little far fetched, Stephen? I would never say that. Okay, um, good. as we know, um, the heist on Nakatomi Tower is expertly crafted. Yep. Um, obviously, the Germans have won us uh, one up on us. Yep. Uh, Andy Preller. You guys know what you're doing. Um, I'm not lumping you in with German terrorists, but uh, just Germans in general. I feel like you've got um, you've got your accents down. You can speak English. You can speak German. Yeah. You can speak whatever languages beyond those two. Um, you can be played by British actors. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there are no rules yeah. at this point. Um. One other thing is uh, my wife, Brandy, pointed out that the, the movie feels 20 minutes too long to her, hmm. um, which as I was watching it, I was like, um, I was in for it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just an action movie guy. Yeah, I'm in for all so of it. That, so that's, that's what I was raised on. But um, I, I could see what she was saying because it was uh, kind of late into the night as we were, as we were watching it last Sunday. Um, I'm speaking to you with my eyes closed at this point because <laughs> I just I have I have no ability to keep my eyes open. Um, but uh, she said, "Yeah, the movie feels about 20 minutes too long. It seems like the movie should have ended at a certain point, but then there was another <laughs> excuse me, another 20 something minutes uh, left to go, and uh, she couldn't she couldn't believe that the movie still had more in in it. Yeah, but uh, it did." <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I would take out. I don't know what I would take out. I think like everything in there I need needs to be there. So um, I feel like the the, the movie was uh, since it was based in the eighties, nineteen eighty eight. Um, we're we're 
we've become accustomed to two hour plus movies at this point yeah. in 2017. I think for a movie from 1988, it might have felt uh, felt felt yeah f e e l t might have felt felt yeah felt uh, might have felt too so too so long uh, might have felt too long at that point. Uh, so I guess so. Um, yeah, maybe that's what, what she I'm going to say that it was just too late for her in the actual day that you saw it. I think that's so. I yeah, think. We, we watched it that evening. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that the, uh, uh, you know, 30 year old movie nearly, um, uh, is fine. And that maybe if you watch it on a different night, maybe it'd be all right. Maybe she knows now how, how the plot goes. Sometimes I feel that way. Like I'll feel like a movie is too long. And then once I know what happens, I'm like, all right, well I get all the while that was in there then, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Basically, I'm saying Brandy's wrong, but that's fine. Uh, Brandy, don't hate me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, honestly, though, I don't. I mean, I can get that a little bit. You can cut out little bits here and there, but I think I think pretty much everything they do is is fairly plot intensive. You know, um, it all makes sense. You know. Yes, absolutely. Um, before I get into my next point, I'm going to take my final drink of my Excellent. Coke slash uh, Fireball mixture. And I do want to toast this. Stephen, do you have a, a drink left? Uh, no, but uh, sure. Okay. I got a little sip. Got a little swallow. You, okay. So so for your final sip here, uh, I want to toast this to um, the holidays. The holiday season is right around us. Uh, I, I don't know if we've talked about that in the, oh. uh, previously, nope. which I know, in fact, we have. No. Uh, but words are hard, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm editing this podcast. I'll be honest with you. Don't give a shit. Just literally do not give a shit about any of this. Um, but I do want to make this toast to our listeners um, and our wives, who are also listeners, um, uh, that... This drink is for you, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Yeah. And uh, the next podcast will not be this as slur filled, um, or or will it? <laughs> so we'll we'll see how it goes. So this shot is for you. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> Cheers. Mmm. Okay. That one final sip was good. Oh man, it's gonna burn later. So. Um, one thing I wanted to point out is there's a helicopter like flyby scene in this movie and i'll be honest with you i thought the helicopters looked great in this i know they were probably practically shot Mm -hmm. um but they looked fantastic like i could not believe upon rewatching this how great those helicopters look yeah they're like flying Uh, in the city like yes yeah Yeah. i I know they were like like midpoint at buildings as they were flying by and i don't think cgi was a big thing back in this point no um, they, the, the biggest CGI moment back in the 80s was the uh, Def Leppard Let's Get Rock video, <laughs> which everything looked like polygons. Um, so that was the the uh, breaking point at that yeah. at that juncture. But uh, the helicopters looked fantastic. Every time the helicopter showed up on screen, uh, which was at the tail end of this movie, I thought it looked fantastic. Yeah. No, I saw a little thing on that that it took a long time, like six months to plan that. And uh, what? they had like Are you serious? two hours to shoot it. Holy for shit. the lighting and stuff, and uh, and I uh, timeline for for getting the airspace or whatever too, and like the go ahead for it. But yeah, they look really good. Um, this movie, I don't remember if it won anything. It was nominated for like three or four Academy Awards. And uh, what? Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, effects was one of them though. Um, they do some green screen work, but I think everything else is uh, pretty much um, like practical effects. It's not really CG in this movie. It's just green screen. But uh, I think sure. all of the helicopter stuff was actually shot. I think it's all real. So well. S- uh, speaking of green screen, uh, one of my notes here is the uh, falling death of Hans yes. Gruber. 
uh, which is incredible. Oh, it's great. Uh, it was one of the, the best falling deaths. Like, a lot of times it's when fantastic, you yeah. see somebody falling to their death in a movie, it looks so bad. Like, you could tell that they're on wires or yeah. whatever. Um, but it looks like when <clears throat> Alan Rickman was falling at this point, it looks like he was just, like, falling and just looking at the camera. There's no wire harness. Yeah. He's probably falling into, like, some inflatable bag mm-hmm. or whatever, which is fine. Uh, certainly, I didn't want him to die that way for this movie. This, this is but, one uh, only movie. <laughs> I just killed him. But, but uh, um, it looked great. Uh, the slow motion felt great. Yeah. Um, and by the time he died, uh, you felt some come up, come up, and It's a hard word. um it uh it looked good it was slow motion without it being too slow it wasn't Zack snyder slow or anything like that Uh, that was cool uh and it was fantastic they i i saw a note that they dropped him onto like a a green screen inflatable thing i guess right uh but they said they dropped him eight or 70 feet which is insane i think it's probably like one of those things like it's he's this huge actor or you know was this huge actor but uh he uh this was like his first one, and so he's like, "I don't, I just want fucking money. I don't know. Like, sure, drop me seventy feet, whatever." I feel like you just kind of mm-hmm. went with it, but it's awesome. And then uh, it's been kind of known too, but I I forget about it a lot. But when I looked it up, the facts and stuff and uh, the trivia, they had mentioned that they, I guess they told him like they were gonna do like a countdown, like three, two, one, and then drop him, and they dropped him on mm-hmm. two or whatever. And so <laughs> his look of surprise in that very beginning is yeah. is one hundred hundred percent genuine, and uh, and it's great. He looks like that whole scene like. It's slow motion, and you get to see all of his like acting um, as he's falling, and it's just perfectly. It's so well yes. done. Yeah. The, yes, that, that's what I thought as well. Like the acting was right there. It wasn't. He didn't break character, even yeah. though he was like falling himself. Um, so if anybody who's listening to this, even the other LTAS podcast, <laughs> uh, if they've got a hookup in movies, which we know their homie Mitch there you go. has a hookup. Uh, hook Stephen or I up uh, in the in the order of Stephen and then myself. <laughs> uh, um, make uh, make Stephen a falling death, and um, oh. hashtag Stephen falling death, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, put it in a movie. Uh, I would love to see it. I think it is incredible. Uh, anytime somebody gets to fall to their death, mm. but also in an inflatable airbag, it's always good. Um, it really doesn't get any better than that as, <laughs> as a lifestyle. I think that's the, the best you can do. Uh, my final note on Die Hard is that I love, love that Al slash Carl Winslow slash Reginald Vell Johnson um, got to save the day at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, after Bruce Willis comes out, uh, meets up with Holly, uh, John McClane, and Holly McClane get reunited, and she officially takes her name back. Yeah. Um, uh, Al gets to take out the the final like terrorist who comes back from the dead. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter how um, he comes back from the dead and he kills that final terrorist and he redeems yeah. himself, which is what I love so much. It's it's a great scene because it's those little details in this movie that make it so great. That he had mentioned mm-hmm. that story earlier, that he just doesn't want to shoot anybody because he had a bad time uh, with yes. every floor, yeah. and then he gets to save the day in the end. It's perfect. Yeah. It's it's layered in there so subtly. Even though he he mentions it specifically in the movie, yeah. it's not the main focus exactly. of it. So by the time it gets to that end, it's just layered on there. You know exactly what's happening. Yeah, and it's it's just perfect. no. And they they it's like the guy stands up, the terrorist, and everybody's kind of freaking out, and they're trying to get cover, and like you hear the gunshots, and then they show the gun, 
and it's out of focus. Like the gun is in focus, and the guy holding it is out of focus. And the whole time, I, I don't. It's hard to tell because I've seen it so many times. When I was watching it um, the other night, I was like, it's it's focusing towards the guy, and you're kind of like, oh shit, it's gonna be him. But you kind of know it, but it's still like awesome uh, when it finally gets to him and it's revealed, and it's like, oh yeah, he like saved the day. It's it's great. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's the best. Like when I was growing up, like um, I'm a brown person. Yep. Um, so <laughs> the the closest minority I've I've ever had is African American. Mm-hmm. So that's why I so closely identify myself with Family Matters and Fresh Prince and Martin is that's the the next minority. So uh, after white person, it's it's African American. So that is that that means a lot to me, uh, especially since like the Beastie Boys are like three white Jewish dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are it's something I just closely identify with, even though I'm not African American. Anytime I see one of them succeed, and that might be according to my wife, uh, what I'm most attracted to, even though she's a white blonde girl. Um, it's it's just something that stands out to me anytime I see any type sure. of minority doing anything. It's just it's just like yes, we got one. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, they're part of the fam. Well, and if if um, Reginald Val Johnson is the guy that got one, I mean, awesome. He yes, he deserves it. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> Carl Winslow, Carl, you've oh, done it. Carl, love him. <laughs> just love him. Um, so did you have anything else to add on uh, Die Hard? Yeah, I was going to say the only thing is the Rotten Tomatoes score, which is a, a healthy 92%. So that's very nice. Absolutely. And that. that that's, I'm sure that score has been around for years and yep. years and years. Um, and it's well done. <laughs> uh, it certainly belongs in the, the, the 90 percentile region. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. It's such a fun movie to watch during the holidays. Um, there are a lot of terrible holiday movies. This is not I one agree. of them. Uh, throw on Die Hard. Nobody's going to bitch about it. Um, it's it's just a lot of yeah. fun. Just a lot of fun, Stephen. Uh, I, I I still am having trouble keeping my eyes. Open. <laughs> the only the last thing I will say is this. Uh, sometimes, and I feel like it's uh, an older generation versus our generation type of thing who consider this a Christmas movie. Uh, like uh, Amanda's dad, Dan, um, will mention this is you know we're like oh we're watching Die Hard tonight. And it's like yeah. And he just always kind of smirks, like, ugh, Christmas movie. That's not a Christmas movie. And it's like, it absolutely is. So uh, yeah. that, that, that conversation should, be, should just be put to bed. It 100% is. It, is. it is embedded in the score. It is the whole impetus of the entire plot, uh, even though the plot doesn't necessarily revolve around it. It is the entire reason everybody is involved in it. Uh, yes. it's, it's 100% there. So, yeah. Christmas movie and it's awesome and watch it with your family. Your grandmother will love it. Your sisters and your nieces and all the two year olds will love it. All of them. Everybody loves it. Die hard. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like advice you were giving. Die hard. Go die, ahead. Die, die, hard. die hard, guys. Grandma. What? What year were you born, Stephen? Eighty five. Eighty five. Okay. So uh, I was born in eighty two. So anywhere from like eighty two on, yeah. uh, Die Hard is the classic. Uh, yeah. Christmas uh, classic. Wait. Yeah. I guess the movie came out in 88. So I guess 88 on. Um, Anybody who's born from 82 who watched the movie from 80, Brent, you made total sense. Don't don't overthink it. So we'll throw this back to the audience. Yep. Um, what did you think of Die Hard? What do you think of Thanksgiving, actually? Um, and I'm by the time you have this podcast live, I'm actually going to put up a poll on Twitter oh. at LTASpod um, to see what you think about Christmas. 
Um, me, Brent, I am fully capable of accepting that I'm wrong. I just have my own personal opinions about um, why I don't like Christmas. Uh, if you say that Christmas is great, I'm willing to believe you. Um, it's just not something that's for me. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a personal thing. Uh, I'm just bitter. Uh, I, I have... <laughs> Sorry, dog's going crazy over here. That's right. She doesn't. Uh, Savannah, Stephen's dog, does not agree with me. Uh, she loves Christmas. She's wearing her Christmas uh, bandana right now, so yeah, she doesn't really yeah. agree with you. Okay, okay, yeah, we've got Christmas banners for our, our dogs as yeah. well. Um, so I'm going to put up a, a, a poll on Twitter. Feel free to jump on there and, and vote. Um, you can vote at LTASpod on Twitter. Um, you can also follow us at LTASpod on Instagram as well. And Stephen, if somebody wants to send us an email, where can they send the email? Let's talk about stuffpodcast at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you. And uh, listeners, if you would, please rate and review us. We would appreciate it. And that keeps us ahead of the polls on the other LTAS pod, um, which did we mention? Um, they post on YouTube. And if you search YouTube for <laughs> LTAS pod or, or Let's Talk About Stuff podcast, you will find another podcast called Let's Talk About Stuff that's back from uh, like four years oh, ago. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, so it's almost like even though mm. they accused us of, of stealing their name, mm. it's almost like they, I don't know, stole their name Interesting. back from four years ago. I don't know, guys. <laughs> um, I don't know what to tell you there. I like this bombshell uh, you dropped honest, at the end. I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm not sure what we're going to discuss next week. Yeah. Uh, but all throughout uh, December leading through Christmas, we will probably discuss Christmas-related movies. So, we'll touch on um, some stuff at least, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll touch it. We'll touch it right where it needs to be touched. Wow. And uh, willingly, uh, full authorization given, not um, in a creepy way <laughs> like most of Hollywood has done at this point. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do some things around Christmas yes. items and around non-Christmas items, and uh, it'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Steven, what? <laughs> because I'm about gassed at this point. That's all right. Why don't you do? Why don't you do the the follow stuff at this? So you can follow me, Stephen, on uh, Letterboxd and Twitter at Stephen Fisher 22, and you can follow Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. You can follow my dog Savannah at the window. She is barking at dogs at. And <laughs> if you're at Stephen's apartment, uh, just just follow her. Uh, give her a quick follow. Hit the sweet. like button. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's so until and next time uh, this has been let's talk about stuff he's Steven I'm Brinch and let's talk <laughs> let's later let's talk later <laughs> headbutt will be Nakatomi. Oh, excellent. You always come up with the best words, man. Well, a lot of people say, I come up with the best words, okay? He ruins everything. (laughs) I can't say the word huge anymore. I can't even do that. It's now huge, I know. I fucking hate it. It's like you can't even (laughs) say the best. It just immediately, my thought even went there. I was just like, I'm not going to do it. 
And then you did it, and I was like, well, I can't blame him. It's out in the world now. <laughs> Fuck. All, All right. right, so uh, Nakatomi yes. in, in three. All right, one, two, three, Nakatomi. Nakatomi. All right. Savannah's right. maybe going to hang out with us too, so. Hey, that's fine. Um, I'm going to open up a new beer. So. Hey, sounds good. I'm, I'm ready for a new drink as well. Did you Do take another I... shot? I expect you to take a shot. I've, I've not taken another shot, but um, now that you mention it, maybe I should. So let me go ahead and uh, do that, and I will be right back. I'll be right back. Good. Done? Shot has been achieved. That was an amazing noise. Excuse me. I don't mean to burp on the podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. That was gross as a bodily function. I don't mean to put that <clears> on the, the podcast, but we're probably in the outtakes at this point, so fuck it. Might, yeah, might be there. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a weird, uncontrollable laugh for me, but I could not help it. Holy shit, that was funny. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was amazing to watch, too. It was like... You just fell apart. <laughs> Fantastic. I had my hair pressing the computer screen. <laughs> Best episode ever. <coughs> That's not appropriate. Um, so for the podcast... <clears throat> Excuse me. Shake it out. <laughs> Stephen, I'm drunk as fuck. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I'm editing this episode. I'm not... I don't give a shit. I'm just going to let it happen. I'm, I'm intrigued how this edit's going to turn out. It's, it's not going to be good. I'll tell you that, Stephen. <laughs> but Wait, I... <laughs> in the background... What? In the background, I saw an Amanda. Uh-oh. Good Amanda. <laughs> she was quiet. She was quiet. You Didn't quiet. make a noise. Yeah. Uh, I just fucked it up on the thing. That so. was funny. Um, and I cannot hold this pencil. Hold, please, one. I don't know how to draw a five. This five is embarrassing. It's a line, half or like half a circle, and another uh, line. It depends on how. If you start with the line, line, half a circle. I don't know. This podcast is going to be a nightmare. It's going to be great. Yep. You're going to have a lot of fun. I would not drink while you're editing. It'll make it more difficult. Or just put it all out there. Whatever. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) The other podcast does it. Whatever, man. Uh, (laughs) It's a straight to air. Live. Yeah. No editing. Um, No. uh, Where was I? Which is where... Uh, where? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which is where? Uh. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe doing a podcast is probably something I should do more professionally. Well, I think it's fun, and uh, we can do whatever we want. So fuck it. That's right. Yep. That's right. We're not paying anyone for this. We're nope. not getting paid for this. Nope. Um, jokes on you, people <laughs> who are sponsored podcasts. That is not us. I want. So. I want. Um, 
I can't think of it. Uh, like, I think it's Anger Orchard now. But uh, I want Fireball to sponsor this. And I want them to play clips of you and just and it just ends with drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> just across my forehead. Yeah. Steven, are we wearing the same shirt? Uh, same we shirt? are both wearing same red shirt? shirts today. We're yes, both I wearing red shirts. Nice. We're both dead if we were Star Trek well, crew members. Well, that's true, but also Christmas. Hey. Oh, hey, there you go. Christmas. I, I don't know if I've told you, Stephen, but I love Christmas. I don't think that's uh, true, but you're drunk, so. Uh, I tell you what, though. Fireball does a really good job of forming a shape of a Brent-like creature. And speaking <laughs> like Brent, <laughs> and wearing his red shirt. Hello, Stephen. <laughs> yes, the next episode will be much better. It's Fireball episode. <laughs> All right, man. I, I think that's that was good. a cool hour and a half. That was good. <laughs> Savannah. Let's get lit, fam. What's up? And stop it.